Take two. Welcome to uh, week 11 of Beer and Bullshit with Corey McGee and Jason Boisneau. Look, he's shaking his head because he knows I'm an asshole and I'm an idiot and I fucked up the the introduction again. Did you hit record this time there, McGee? I did, I did hit record this time, Nathan. <laughs> Perfect. So it's our podcast. It's week 11. How are you doing tonight, Jay? Not too bad. How are you doing tonight? Oh, thanks for asking this time, Jay. I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm actually pretty excited about where our podcast is heading. Uh, this week we've had uh, quite a bit of good feedback over our last interview with the mayor, and um, I don't know, it's it was pretty decent, other yeah, than maybe you know, the couple of, uh, yeah, can we call them trolls? Nah, not, they weren't all trolls. Some of them were just, you know, just didn't see, or eye weren't, on, yeah, weren't eye to eye, but overall, you know, good, good response, I'm, uh, I'm happy that we're getting a lot of uh, good feedback, and, uh, you know, the reach, and the... You know, like a lot of people checking out the videos, so you know, please don't forget to go uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Don't forget to go uh, subscribe on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. Just go click everything. Steal your parents' phone. Do the same on their phone. That sounds your, about your right. Your spouse's phone. Get on there just so we can get that uh, that reach because uh, Daddy needs to buy some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> So tonight we're going to bust up our streak of doing uh, serious podcasting, and we're going to talk to uh, members of our art- artistic community, not autistic community. Uh, we messed that up the first time. But anyways, we've got all the Wasted Years punk band from Timmins here in, t- uh, here in our studio. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, great. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name's Eric. Uh, I've been playing bass for all the Wasted Years for about a year now, I guess you could say. And uh, just about been, a year. been nothing yeah. but a party so far. Let's not kick the uh, bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have a ner- nervous, nervous tick podcast. <laughs> podcast there. And Darcy, what are you doing all the wasted years? Uh, I like to think I play guitar. But, uh, you like to think you play guitar? <laughs> I'm uh, one of the longest members of this uh, terrible band. So, yeah. How long exactly is that? Uh, we started in uh, a summer of 2010. Actually, is when we started. Oh, was it? I, think tw- I remember that. 2009 or 2010? Uh, I believe it was 2010. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. Nathan's gonna, gonna agree, agree on that. One. Yeah, perfect. And Nathan, yourself, what do you do? Uh, I sing and I criticize everyone else in the band. And I, <laughs> I tell them they suck. That's, you, a, that's accurate. Are you the yeah. super serious guy in the band? Oh, definitely. You know, well, la- last weekend I, I got a little more drunk than everyone else at our, our show, the Creep Show. But uh, you know what? I uh, I wouldn't say I'm the serious guy, but I do tell everyone to fuck off a lot and kick him out of the band. Really? Do, yeah. people, do you guys like get kicked out on a frequent basis? Uh, me and me and Nathan clash the most. I think. Oh yeah, yeah our heads butt a lot. I hate you. On what? Uh, everything. Every topic. <laughs> We're uh, out of beer. Who's buying? Uh, it's not that. Money is not usually the issue. That's not usually an issue. There's no. always beer at the band house. Yeah. You know, you have that one friend that's, he's always your brother, but you hate him. You yeah. know, like, uh, you're always just constantly arguing and shit. That's, that's our dynamic right there, you know. So. Oh, really? The yeah, issue is... You guys just love to hate each other? Uh, oh, pretty much. We spend way too much time together. Yeah, no. We live together. Yeah. We hate each other. I don't know. <laughs> that's, it. that's as far as it goes. We're using this as uh, couples counseling. Yeah, I know. For free, actually. Hey, coming to beer and bullshit couples therapy. That how sounds do you, like fun. How does your marriage work out there, McGee? <laughs> well, uh, you can ask her. She's just upstairs right now being the most patient woman in the world. Yeah, we're, we're all yep. lucky. Thank you, Sophie. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so do you guys like argue a lot about shit like, like writing? No, no, not writing. Just uh, 
Man, I can't even come up with anything. Like if uh, if there's a certain way we want a T-shirt or something, I'm like, well, that's a stupid idea. Or like you know, <laughs> yeah, or, it's, it's like, never... a great constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah, no. Well, I try and be nicer, but I'm not usually that nice. Yeah, it's never about uh, it's never about the music. I mean, as far no. as music goes. Uh, Nathan writes most of the songs, but I'll write a song and send it like half done to him, and he'll say that song is shit, and then I'll go cry in my room for a little bit, but I'll act tough when I get downstairs. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, the, as far as music goes, we're pretty good. Uh, it's just it's mostly like, oh, should we do this show? Nathan's like, fuck no, or I we'll do it for a thousand bucks or stuff oh. like that, and then I'm like, well, why don't we do it for this? And then. It's just like the little things. So you guys argue. So this will be the downfall of this band, the business side of things. When the millions of dollars start rolling in, you know, who's going to manage that? Who's going to bring the first uh, Yoko? Well, uh, he's the the financial advisor, so we let him take care of all the money when it comes down to it. But you know what? Just... uh, Really, I don't. I don't even know. I'm still gonna yell at him in the end. In the end, <laughs> you gonna tell him he's wrong? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, well, that's fucking stupid. Like, what, why are we putting our money there? You know, we could have a manager doing everything, and it would somehow be my fault <laughs> because I probably picked the manager. Right? Right. So. Oh man! So, what do you think about these two arguing all the time? Do you just like sit back and drink? Me, me and Steph typically, yeah, we sit back and we drink uh, far too much sometimes. But we huh. sit back and we let these two. Uh, have it out. Yeah. Have it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the, the best way to, to handle things for the, uh, the uh, how would you say that, rhythm section of the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one cares about the rhythm section. Yeah, yeah. I'm part of the rhythm, rhythm section in my band, and if I didn't sing, no one would know me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys uh, get started? Like, So you guys argue a lot, but how did that, uh, how did that start, really? Uh, the arguing or the band? Uh, a bit of both. A bit of both? Well... The arguing started as soon as I met him, like <laughs> mainly his face. But I mean, uh, yeah, no, we have a we have a hate hate relationship, oh, but it works for us anyway. And the band, like uh, we said on the first time, the first take, that's what it was, right? The yeah, first, yeah, sure. First you take two. No, no one really needs to know about yeah. that, but that's all right. I mean, <laughs> it happened. Okay, I'm gonna tell. B side. Anyway, okay, yeah. So. Apparently, I messed up the story the first time, and it's nice to get a second chance sometimes. <laughs> you know? really. So I, I should be thanking you right now. Anyway, it uh, started 2010. Uh, I called Darcy and left him a drunk voicemail. I can't exactly tell you what that was about. But then later on, he called me back and left me a drunk voicemail saying, Hey, man, like, we're going to get a band together, and it's going to be this guy, our guitarist, uh, our first guitarist, Matt Valley. And our first drummer, Kyle Pichette, they were all in Ottawa together and drinking all the time. And I had my own thing going on in Sudbury, doing acoustic shows at the townhouse. And then, yeah, after that, it just came together that summer where we played like every night of the week. And uh, I thought we recorded some songs with you at that point, actually. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they, <laughs> they were were terrible. They were great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Don't go search those. I bet you I could still dig those up somewhere. Uh, they're, they're, they're out there in the universe. MySpace, I think, <laughs> so, is the thing. MySpace. <laughs> the abyss. Yeah. I guess, is MySpace still a thing? No uh, idea. No? If, the, if when, it is, it's When's like, the last time you've been pulled to MySpace? They'll find out if it is a thing. You know what? I'm going to share a link. To, I'm, we're going to start a beer and bullshit uh, my, uh, MySpace page. No well, you'll have at least we'll one follower. Back. I mean, who's that guy that owns it? Ted Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah, everybody's he was friend. everybody's first He's friend. He's everybody's friend. Yeah, nice guy, that Tom. He had to make his own social media just to get some friends. <laughs> <laughs> kind of depressing. Yeah, no shit. 
So that was how the band started, and then uh, you guys ended up with some some new members somehow, or you ended up with a hiatus. Eh? Uh, a ba- basically, a hiatus. Uh, people started getting girlfriends. I guess I don't know. Shit. So uh, we had one rule back. Then, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was no what, girlfriend. I thought there was three rules. There were a lot. Of rules. Yeah, there was there was more rules than there should be in a punk band. Yeah, That's yeah. probably why it didn't work out. <laughs> Anyway, so we ended up uh, picking up Eric at a yard sale, and uh, <laughs> very cheap. Steph was around too, you know, so he he jumped in as our drummer. That's basically it. And that's and the rest is history. The Bob's rest, your uncle. Yeah, Bob. Bob's my <laughs> Bob's, Bob's my father. Actually, Bob's my father. So I got an uncle named Bob, so he's right. <laughs> he is. Uh, you're right and you're wrong. Uh, all right, makes sense. Anyway, so you guys have been pretty active in uh, in the local scene here, and you guys recently have started uh, touring around quite a bit, playing uh, shows out of town, spreading the word, the all the wasted years word. How's that uh, been? Great, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'd say it's a lot. Of, I, I I don't. I have nothing bad to say on my part. Mm-hmm. I don't, what do, What do you guys think? You dropped something? No, no, he unplugged his headphones. <laughs> I can still. What are we? And we're not drunk yet. We're not, not uh, even. We started yeah. drinking before. Uh, yeah, oh, we, Jesus. You guys had to pre-drink for this. Uh, we have I a know na- you guys. We have a name this to live terrible up to. Radio. We forgot the Jagermeister guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, you guys have been uh, kind of cruising the area a little bit. Cruising the yeah, just uh, mostly like northern Ontario. Nothing too serious. What did we do this year? We did uh, we did Cochrane with uh, the I guess they're called Sage now. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Eric Pocket Project. Yeah, I but yeah. I think that's all new music now. But okay. the Eric Pocket Project and uh, and the guys from town, Half Measures, mm-hmm. and uh, then we did Sudbury twice, North Bay, and Toronto. So kind of got a little bit of a feel of Ontario and played shows for ten people and played <laughs> shows for a hundred people. Seriously, uh, so you guys had some some good turnouts on the road? Uh, yeah, North Bay was a really good turnout. Uh, there were five bands and. Uh, the band that uh, post haste okay yeah, uh, th- yeah. It was, they were playing their last show and uh it was pretty cool to see them and they had like i guess all their fans that sometimes would go to and they all went that yeah. night so it was pretty cool mm-hmm. and uh toronto was packed packed house and that was awesome with our boys pseudo pseudo yes yeah. they're a great band they were doing their uh, faux album release and they're doing their real album release now. What, what's did. a full album release? <laughs> well, they told everyone they were releasing an album, and then they realized that they weren't ready to release the album when the show came up. So they just played the show. So it didn't happen. Uh, wasn't quite ready. It wasn't where they wanted it to be. But I think they're having their actual release show sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. very soon. And so, uh, Good for them. Yeah, no, their music is tight. Yeah. It, if anyone watches this podcast, check out Pseudo After. Do yeah. you mean if? If. Pe- people will. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah, no, Pseudo is a great band. Uh, I saw them uh, open for you guys at your CD release show. And uh, no, that was, uh, they, they put on a hell of a show. So uh, if anybody, I would definitely recommend anybody who's listening to this to check them out. Pseudo, P-S-E-U-D-O, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's me. I have no Do you know idea how to write Pseudo? <laughs> how to write Pseudo? <laughs> no, that's cool. So what are you guys doing now? What's uh, the big plans for all the wasted years? Do you want me to take this you one? You take this one. I, I got this You got big plans. Something you guys got to argue who, who's you know, going to say what, yeah. what's coming up next. Yo, fuck you. I'm taking this one. <laughs> no, uh, we, uh, something just kind of fell in our laps. So we're kind of have like a little tour in the works there. Something like, like a two-week thing coming up in spring. We originally wanted to have a, a CD done. But apparently we talked to this kind of producer uh, recording studio guy and 
our stuff is just shit. That's <laughs> ba- the- basically what he told yeah. us. He, well, no, like he was nice about it, but he's like, he just, he couldn't work with the tracks we were sending him. So then we talked among, amongst each other and we were like, you know what? Let's just save up the money and do this right. You know, we want to make something we're going to be proud of and actually get the studio time and get something produced properly. So we're, we don't know how much we have to save, but we definitely know that we're all on board with what we want to do. We want to do a CD and we want to do it right. And then this two-week thing just kind of fell in our lap right when we were planning on going to record. So now we don't know when we're going to release the CD, but we're hoping next fall is like a realistic goal, I think, personally. I don't know what the other boys have planned. but Yeah, next year, I mean, <clears throat> we have the songs. Uh, we already, we're already playing some of them because we'll, we'll play our sets and we, have, we don't have enough on our first CD. Hmm. Uh, so it, it would be awesome to release them, but... At the same time, like release them half-assedly or or do like you know a proper job. And yeah. I mean, uh, we were like for what we got in the first album, it's really good. And I mean, McGee helped us with full that. disclosure. I yeah. mixed and mastered that <laughs> CD. But it's I mean, I've uh, I've been interviewed by other people, and I said that it was good. So don't don't. We're not getting paid to do this. Yeah. Right? No. Uh, I thought you were going to say that guy was telling you your old tracks were shit. I was going oh, to Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Stab me in the fucking uh, heart. No. We love you. But Jesus the Godfather, Christ, I would man. not speak ill of the Godfather he, ever. Yeah. This, ever. This guy basically said uh, he doesn't usually work with people who record their own stuff, even okay. at other studios. And he's like, just like sound quality of the recording is nowhere what he works with. Like he works in a fully soundproof studio and mm-hmm. yeah and he was like i mean we're not music producers yeah. or recording engineers or anything so well he was just saying the tracks we were sending him were distorted and there was things that he wanted done a certain way kind of thing and like the room we used and all that stuff he just couldn't work with it because obviously he he wants to put a, like a pro his name on it right sure. and yeah. if yeah. it's uh if it's not up to his standards he's just like i can't like it's not. We never sent him the CD that you made for us. Mm-hmm. We just sent him the tracks. Like your recording. tracks that you guys had. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, that you guys are recording now uh, at your yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demos. And they were, yeah. Okay. They were like distorted guitar tracks, and he's like, "Man, it looks like a chocolate bar across the street." <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so do you guys feel like? I mean, you've done quite a bit of home recording up to this point now. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel like you, you've kind of worked a little bit in the process and, and gotten a little bit more comfortable with it, with the equipment and that kind of stuff? Or that, uh, we, yeah, we all like we're all learning as we go, right? Like it's not something you just pick up right away. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we're definitely all getting better at our instruments and stuff. Uh, and we are, we're upgrading all the time, like you know. But like eventually, you can only do so much in a in a basement studio, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of where we feel we're at now, like you know, and we actually thought like our recordings that we're putting out now mm-hmm. that we're doing with the band, they're going to be demos for our next CD. But we thought like they were going to be a lot better. Like if we sent those to you, we feel like you'd probably be able to do something better with it. But we only know so much, and we only mm-hmm. have so much time with full time jobs. Like we have our uh, bass player; he's fucking working like seven days a week, and our drummer he who looks isn't tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> he's half asleep I, right I, now. I had to ask him what time this was going on. Yeah. <laughs> A little fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. Woke up from a nap to come here. Yeah. I, I actually did. <laughs> loves his naps. He's a nap. Oh, yeah. Loves his naps. This <laughs> one. Huge on naps. Uh, and, hey, can I get another beer over here? Is that rude? Sure you can. Tired? Actually, we're going to take this time, and Jay's going to tell us a little bit about what we're drinking tonight. Oh, perfect. Great. I love this. It's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> it's a seduction time. They should play some James Brown behind it. <laughs> <The> sexy voice. <laughs> 
All right, so we tonight. Oh yeah, here we go. We are drinking Hockley Amber, inspired inspired by the rich warmth and color of a Canadian autumn. You'll experience aromas and toasted malts, warm biscuits, and fresh bread with a delicate caramel finish that ends with a crispness, a, uh, a crispness <laughs> of a spring morning. Wow. Okay, I was doing decent there. Then uh, yeah. So anyway, this is the uh, the Amber uh, by Hockley from. Uh, I believe uh, it was from, I can't remember now, Orangeville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's a clean, crisp, light body. Uh, it says light. this is a great beer. <laughs> Unfortunately, on uh, rate beer, is rated 33 overall. So uh, uh, is that I, out of 34? <laughs> <laughs> out of 100. Uh, so uh, when it comes to the rate beer and also beer advocate, uh, beer advocate actually is giving it a... Uh, an 81. Good. So very uh, rangy scores of the two uh, main beer sites. Uh, Second an guys am- were drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for uh, an amber, I'm, I'm, it's not too bad. Well, I can give it a good, uh, yeah, good seven. Yeah, a seven? Yeah. You're yeah. a generous score, Jay. Yeah. I think it's not bad. I, I, I can drink it. It's easy. I'm, there's nothing yeah. throwing me off about it. It's not very heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. That very, way. very drinkable. I would say it's a little bland. Yeah, I can um, give you that. I probably call, I should go to a six, probably. Yeah, I, I think I'd give it more like a, a four point five. It's it's not one of my favorites, but it's I mean, it's beer. What, what did you say last podcast when you signed us off? Said there's no, no such thing as bad beer, only beer that's better than others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that? And that's exactly the case for this one. And uh, you guys, rating? What would you think that would be? I like it. But I like beer a lot, so I don't, I don't really know. Uh, with the seductive voice behind there, it's just kind of touching myself a little. It was great. It was great. Out of 10, give me a 10. Uh, out of 10? Okay. Uh, the voice cr- or the cr- beer? The voice? <laughs> the, the voice? Oh, man, the voice. Jeez, let me tell you. I'm going to listen to this later on. Perfect. Anyway, um, the beer, out of, well, the voice out of 10, 10 out of 10, obviously. Sexy. I just got to learn how to read, so of course, thanks yeah. for that. No, you stuttered a bit. Maybe I should take off points for that if we're going to get critical. Usually uh, there's no reading in podcasting. No. Hey, I was I thinking? Uh, the beer, I'd, I'd give it a seven because it's easy to drink, and you know what? Hey, I like Usually for a craft beer, I can have one or two, but this, I feel like I can get loaded off it. So, uh-huh. Yeah, you got to – at why I rate beer on like one thing. The easiness to shotgun that, <laughs> and I feel like I could easily shotgun this tall boy. So I'm going to give it an eight. An eight, eight, Jesus! Wow. All right. We really All like right. beer at That's the Adelaide House. Criteria and yourself? Uh, for an amber beer, it's again, like I said earlier, very drinkable, yep. uh, approachable beer for for those of us who just like to drink like a, a Canadian or a Budweiser. And, yeah. And so I, I uh, seven point five eight. Wow. It's pretty good beer. Right. Nice. Right on. So that's what we're drinking tonight is Hockley Amber Ale. It's, uh, let's call it all right. <laughs> the consensus amongst the group is it's all right. Uh, it's beer. If if you're talking to the Adwai boys, I mean, we're, yeah, it's yeah, pretty you guys, good. You guys, it's you guys pre- think it's pretty good. But then uh, for the beer drinkers over here, I mean. The beer bullshitters. You're just not as enthused about it. You I know? think we need more kinds of beer like right now, and then we can test them all out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And okay. then decide. Yeah. That way we'll form a thing. <laughs> can I get you another one, good sir? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, all right. 
It's so polite. It's so polite. I know. Yeah, well, I was looking at that Palm Bay, Palm Bay and bullshit, but you know, no, that's no. Uh, that's for the sunny Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's nice to hear you guys talk about how like you, you want to make the podcast more of like a well-rounded thing because like the last three in a row, like you said, we're becoming yeah. a little political. We were thinking like you're going from Charlie Angus, uh, Steve Black, or. To, yeah, you got to, both names right. I did. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, Steve Angus and Charlie Black. To, to those from those guys to like Dirtbag Atwai, where you know, like I'm gonna piss myself later. So. <laughs> well, we we had talked about this when we first started the podcast. Like, what we're actually trying to do is just to highlight cool people doing cool things. Um, I before I had approached Jay about doing the podcast, I I had first thought this over about like for two years thinking like oh, I'd, I'd want to do like some music thing or whatever and I figured it'd be a little bit niche it wouldn't you know reach out to a whole lot of people in the community and then me and Jay were if we, our wives would play hockey together and then we'd sit here we've told this story many times on the podcast so sorry to anyone who's heard it but our wives would play hockey together and he'd come over and we'd just drink beer while they were while uh-huh. we were gone, which is extremely masculine of us, by the way. Uh, so we'd sit here and talk about our problems and our feelings and, you know, so, local politics. To be honest, while you were thinking you want to do something about music, I always want to do a podcast about politics. So I was always kind of throwing that around in the back of my head. So when he said, you want to do something? Like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So we went, <laughs> boom. Exploded into beer and bullshit. Exploded yeah. into hundreds of viewers a week. <laughs> Hundreds. Hundreds, really? Do we have that many viewers? I think they count autoplays <laughs> as views. When I saw 1.1k views on the last on the last video, I was so excited and then I just went, it's probably not that great. Yeah. <laughs> um, the issue is like a, a longer podcast is like, yeah, people will listen, but maybe not all of it. Yeah. Or, and then there's the autoplay, but you still got to be proud, like 1.1k views in 11 yeah. weeks. I mean... Uh, you got followers. There's, there's people yeah. that won't that yeah. that will not listen yeah. to anything. So no, it's very d- true. And I actually got a text from a buddy of mine in Ottawa. He's from Timmins, and he's like, "When when the fuck are you guys getting on this show?" Because <laughs> nice. because nice. he's like, "I just listened to Charlie Angus, and that guy seems like a pretty cool guy." And I was like, "Oh, like yeah, we're we were we've been in talks." Since the start, I mean, like, you're using oh, our man. song. <laughs> oh, yeah. We yeah, should tell should people that. that. Yeah, we should really should that. tell people that. The song that you guys are hearing at the very beginning and the very end of our podcast, our intro and outro, is provided by these good gentlemen here. And uh, what, you want to tell us a little bit about that particular song? Yeah. We should have got you guys to play <laughs> that one. There's a story, my friend. Get ready for <laughs> the <laughs> NSFW tag. <laughs> All right, everyone. Not much of a if story, you, actually. If you have children... You're going to want to wake them up and get them to come and watch this. This is very enlightening for everyone. Okay. Let me look at the camera and say, don't do drugs. <laughs> All right. But I was very young at the time, probably about, I don't know, 21, 20 years old. And uh, I went fishing with my buddies. And actually, uh, one of the, one of the uh, I want to say his name. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, he's not, probably not proud of the story. We... Uh, <laughs> Took a bunch of mushrooms, all right, nice. and uh, of course, sounds about right. It was about right at the time. So it started off. Uh, I was singing the date, like the actual days. It was. It was June, and it was like the twenty first. So I was like twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, whatever. Because you know how at the end of the song it goes like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Anyway, and uh, that's what my buddy told me. He's like, that just sounds preposterous. Like, why don't you just put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Anyway. Wrote the whole song high on mushrooms while I was fishing out on uh, my lake way back in the day, and that's that's the story. That's that's where that ends. So this was written how many years ago now? 
I'd say f- seven years ago. Shit. Yeah, no, and uh, we just started putting stuff together with the band, like, recently. But you could go back online and see, like, uh, me playing those songs at the townhouse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. On your YouTube channel. Yeah. See, that's that's one thing that's a little bit trippy. I know for me, like, I, I realized that uh, last show we played, we were playing a song, and I'm like, fuck, we've been playing this song for for a decade. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, like, like I, I don't know, it doesn't get, it, it's yeah. kind of crazy that, you know, you write a song back then and you're, you don't really think you're going to fucking play that yeah. you know, for forever, and yeah. then you just realize 10 years later you're that fucking old. Well, the dozens of well, people have heard that song. <laughs> the dozens <laughs> of people, yeah. Well, we were actually listening to some LaForge before we came over, uh, we, we hit up uh, Straight No Chase. Uh, LaBoard? Laborde? Did no, I say Laborde? You were a little bored. Oh, oh yeah. bored. Listening yeah, to Laforge. T- it felt like an eternity. Yeah, yeah those mean. songs are so long compared to ours. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're in the Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> it's con- comparing a quick-paced comedy, action comedy, to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We could play all of Laforge's songs in under under 30 minutes. The whole the whole four albums. Are- well, spoiler, we're actually trying to work on some kind of split right now. Oh. Eh? I, I'd, I'd be lying if we said we, we actually sat down and talked about it. It was more through text messaging. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's something people could look forward to. I was on board for once. Like, we are on schedule. We've been learning a LaForge song. No spoilers for that. But we yeah. have learned it and played it as a band already. So And it's efficient. You guys got to get your shit together. It's way more so efficient. Sorry, it's way more efficient. They, they've cut out all the all the like fluff oh, from wait. the Forge music. Cut the solo. There was too too many courses. <laughs> <laughs> that second verse, no one cared about. I'm pretty sure they just wrote a different song. <laughs> they just Somebody play that one. See, we, we made it our own. Told me the world was kind of. <laughs> this is our LaForge cover. <laughs> Oh, shit. I was going to say something there, but I'm pretty sure I, I, I lost my train of thought. But that, that's all right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so so you guys have written a whole other record it's, up to this point now. Oh, yeah. It's already written. And we're actually like to the point where we have like 20 songs that we want on this thing. And we're shit. probably going to do like uh, – we talked to this producer guy in Toronto. And he said, you know what? Do a demo of like 20 – do like 20 demos. And when you come into the studio – you can choose then and there which songs you want because songs don't always come out the way you want them to mm-hmm. when you're doing it. And you said, like, uh, well, you, you narrow it down afterwards and then you, you come up with a product that you really like. So we're uh, that's where we're at right now. That's where we're advancing and uh, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but we have been, I guess, like, uh, we've always had too many songs. Like, since even uh, when we started, like, we're still playing some of the songs, but half the songs that we played... At our first show in 2010, they're nowhere to be found. No one knows them except, like, the people that were there and us. So these are kind of the songs that you're going to be reviving for this new... Uh, no, uh, not, not we, even. It, not even. You got new shit. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's like 50-50, I'd say. You know, there's some songs, like, probably a song that's going to be on the album, that's no spoiler to anyone, is Take Me Home. And that's, that's been around for a while. That's yeah. been around since my college year. Like, I got kicked out of a bar in college, the bar that I always went to, uh, which was... What's it called again? The townhouse. And I was a regular there and they kicked me out. And the premise of the song is, uh, uh, whatever. I still have beer at home and I'm just going to go drink that beer. So <laughs> take me home. Yeah. Let me, take let me, me get shit faced. Anyway. Home. So that was written six years ago. And then we have songs that I'm still writing like right now. And they're, we're thinking of putting those on the album kind yeah. of thing, you know? So <clears throat> nice. So yeah. what does that process look like when you guys write your own, uh, your own tunes there? What, uh, what does that look like? 
Uh, well, I'll t- uh, I usually write a tune and I show it to the the boys, and they they're like a yay or nay kind of thing. Mostly, I I think they pump my tires sometimes. I'm, I'm harder on myself than they are, and they're like, "That's a good song." I'm like, "Ah, fuck you guys," you know. But uh, then we eventually get into the band room, and that's when the brainstorm starts. You know, uh, Steph, uh, our drummer who's not here tonight, lovely dude, huge cock. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, he usually picks up something up on the drums real quick, feels out the song, and then uh, Eric adds a, a bass riff on there or something when he listens to it a few times. And, yeah, then whatever kind of ideas we have, we brainstorm it together from there. And, like, I, there's other songs when Darcy comes to us with something, uh, like, he'll write something so far. And even Eric's had input on lyrics at points too. And uh, it's always kind of just we get together once it's written and, we say if there's something we don't like, and then we put it together as a band after, and usually comes out yeah. pretty good. Nice, nice. So, Jay, I think you had uh, something you wanted to ask the boys. Well, hey, uh, not a good segue into this question, but uh, <laughs> uh, essentially, uh, we've we've you know we spoke to uh, you know John Kelly from the working class, and uh, we you said you guys were assholes. Yeah, we heard. Yeah, I, I was, didn't. It's a fair assumption. He said not to let us in here. And guess Actually, what? we're uh, trashing the place. I don't want to tell you, but you're not allowed back at the working <laughs> class. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, but actually, uh, he was. Uh, he mentioned about that. Uh, he spoke a bit about the the local scene, kind of his issues and stuff. Uh, and you know, he talked a bit about being in a band. Uh, but you guys, what's what's your uh, your view on the local music scene? And do you do you, have you seen it uh, progress or get better? And have the you know the avail- the the options for you guys to you know to play or do whatever you guys want has that increased or gotten gotten worse or stayed the yeah, same? It's definitely increased. Yeah. Um, we're we were fortunate. The three of us actually, as kids, like in high school, they did all ages shows, ping pong at the GV. And I know Eric's a little bit younger, but like even when we went off to school, they still had stuff going on. And like we got to see the Bouncing Souls and Propagandi, Mad Caddies, like like big bands in our scene came here and played for 150 people, and like you know half the room was kids, so we were lucky. Uh, the difference now is no more all ages shows, and with you know a young Timmins population, like 19 to, to 30 is probably lower than like it's harder to get people out, but there's more shows coming now than there was two years ago. Mm. We get asked to play. It's almost overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Like we get asked to play too much, and we can't do it all. Like the three other guys work contracts. I'm I'm in town, but even then, you don't want to play every weekend and saturate your fans. And it, it's it's great. Yeah, I wish there was more bands up and coming. The issue I see is like young kids not really getting into it. Um, we got, oh, they got stuff like EDM they got to do. Like awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the op- Molly. The options aren't there for uh, for them. You know, yeah. like. Uh, my my cousins, I got one cousin that I've c- kind of convinced to to start listening to punk rock, and he's fully on board now. But his brother's sixteen; he can't go to a show at the working mm-hmm. class. And you know, I'm not ragging on John or anything. Like I get the liability behind it, but he can go see an EDM show at the sportsplex or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I know I know why it's the underage drinking and the drugs and liability. Like they get hurt, and it, it it's good. But to- all the things that make it cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like yeah, that's what I went. Yeah. Like, what, what it, it's funny. I, I'm doing a questionnaire for a Christmas party, and it was like, "What was your first concert?" And I was like trying to think, and I was 14 years old, and it was with Nathan. I went to see Choke at uh, at uh, Amigos. 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 And I'm like, that that's pretty cool. I was 14. I was scared to shit oh, yeah. of all these drunk 
drugged up people <laughs> and I'm 14 years old at this choke, which is a pretty heavy, like heavier than what I had been listening to. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's cool. No, I think, that, I think there, there is an issue with that. Um, the, the idea that it's hard to groom the next generation, yeah. right? The next generation of people that are not only going to be in bands, but that are going to be just coming out and watching the bands. Cause there's a whole bunch of people that you'd swear if, if you just went out to the working class, like these people got to be in bands. They're in yeah. ev- they're at everything that's at the working class, but uh-huh. it's just cause we have such a loyal following of people that, that come out to anything and support anything that, uh, mm. that uh, a place like the working class yeah. is doing. And we're really lucky to have that kind of, um, uh, base of people, but as people get older, they just you know take on more responsibilities, have less time, and, and you got you got to expand that base. Like yeah. you're saying, you no, know, you're you're 14 listening to, to choke. I remember when I was 14 or so going to like Guttermouth and Guy Smiley, yeah. like mm-hmm. at the at the Macy on a call. Yeah. You know, like that that's what I got into, and that's how I that's what I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and now I go to you know the working class listening to bands like. Forge and whatever else. I can't understand a bloody <laughs> word they're saying. Yeah. I think I'm just getting old. They're That's awful. my problem. They're just like, awful. They're just yelling and screaming. I'm so... Uh, I'm leaving. That's your but lack of hearing. <laughs> it is. It really is. There's, a, there's but, a thing that I used to coach hockey and we talk about is uh, you need to grow your base of ankle biters. Ankle biters is the number one issue in hockey. Is it, It's a pyramid because as they get older, they start quitting and it's going to be the same for any mm-hmm. any like kind of industry... Whereas we have like a very small base and our pyramid is almost an upside down pyramid where like mm-hmm. the younger people are the, the less people we see at the shows. And like mm-hmm. we're, we're 27, our friends go, but they're starting to have kids, they're starting to get married and mm-hmm. eventually that's going to slow down too. So mm-hmm. like we have a kind of a small window that we, we're lucky, like we, we have usually good turnouts. Most of our shows have been sold out in town. Uh, and we do get options to play like uh, with Timmins Festival committees and, and mm-hmm. others. So we, we have that there, but I mean, that's not going to last forever either. So we need a base to kind of bring up this next yeah. generation of music. And it doesn't have to be punk rock at all, but it'd be nice if they listen to anything with a guitar or a, <laughs> yeah. or a piano or, you know. But, well, and, and you know what? Sometimes when we get into these conversations, uh, it, it's, it can come off a little bit, um, I guess, maybe ignorant. Because there was a time where the the people that are that are we're our age that we are now uh, were probably saying the same thing about about the music we were listening to, right? Like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, you know, these guys fucking not listen. That's not real music. And I think the idea of being open minded and listening to you know what people have kind of found as their niche, and you know if that if that happens to be something like electronic dance music or. Um, other shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, okay, just this is like a little bit of an aside. At the one podcast where I was not present, they did <laughs> they did a review <laughs> of the the ten. What was it? The ten top, top, top Spotify 10, songs? Or? Yeah, on Spotify, top ten songs in North America. And <laughs> the three of us. So those three of us. Two of us were thirty. The other one is 32, 33. We, I think, recognized three names of the artists and re- knew one of the songs. <laughs> of the and we're like, I don't know what this is. Near do uh, I. Let's move on. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We'll put this. We'll, it'll be something to talk about. We'll bitch about whatever. And I didn't check it out beforehand. And as we went through it, we're like, yeah, this is not really working out like that. 
I was hoping it was going to be something, like something a bit more like, it kind of stimulates some yeah. discussion a and little bit, got right? Nothing going, and I just people were just laughing at me afterwards. I had buddies calling me like, "Man, that was the worst." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I was listening to it at work, and all I hear is uh, you say a name of I, I forget. I, I can't even name one of the artists out of memory there. And well, you would all say I know something. like Drake. Like that was the okay, only right. ba- the uh. only person I recognize, and the only reason why I recognize him is because I knew he was on Degrassi Junior High. That's the only reason why I knew. <laughs> what are you watching Degrassi Junior High for? When I was in junior high, uh, he was so. the guy in a wheelchair. That's all I know. It's <laughs> true, eh? How the fuck do you go from being a child star in a wheelchair on a show to the world's biggest rapper? I don't know. Yeah, you gotta you know, know someone. If, he, <laughs> if we knew that question, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, right exactly. Now. I'd we be rapping. in this basement in Timmins, Ontario, freezing our nut sacks <laughs> off. Uh, yeah. Also, you know what? Actually, like, th- there's a lot of speculation about punk rock dying, but this, I, I think, uh, it's been a pretty big year. You know that you got bands like uh, three really big bands released CDs this year, which was uh, what some forty one, Blink ninety two, and Green Day. Ooh, yeah. You know, this was actually a pretty big year for punk and, rock, which was is a. Of two of them actually hit number one on the Billboard charts, Green Day and Blink One Eight Two, number uh, one in 2016. Yeah, so you know, like uh, for a while there was kind of a lull, and like uh, it's it, it, bars like the working class bringing in bands and stuff. Like when that shit started, man, like you know, it was it was like like ah, you know, like a, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a heaven thing for guys like us. You know, like shit, we have something to do on the weekends again. What, yeah. like you know, um. Yeah, exactly, and the, and yeah. the fact that they've been doing it with such consistency is yeah, uh, is no, really definitely. Great. That's the thing. And uh, even uh, what, what was that one band? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to fuck up their name here. Necronomicon, whatever the fuck. Necronomicon. Necronomicon. That sounds like a death metal band. Yeah, yeah, no, they're a real death metal band. But I still went out just kind of like to see what was up, you know. And it was was not my style of music, but you know, at least there was something to do, and uh, mm-hmm. there's guys playing guitars, whatever was coming out, and wasn't sure, but <laughs> uh, you know, it was night, it was a show, it was not something else to do rather than go. I'm not gonna chirp Club 147, but I mean, fuck that place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna chirp it, but fuck you. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that's a really good point, and that's one thing that um, you know I I try to explain to anybody who's who might have some kind of aversion to that heavy music. But um, that, that's one thing that I realized pretty quick. Um, I, I don't know. I've always been to been into more of the melodic punk stuff. And I know working class uh, holds a lot of hardcore shows. Yeah. And um, I never, I was never really into hardcore music before. And it wasn't until I started to see it live that yeah. I went, Honestly, I, I, I was yeah. the same I way. I got boy. it. You know? Yeah. You know? I'm hoping I get there soon. I'm <laughs> honestly got to be trying. I've been trying. I've been, I, I brought Jay out to a couple shows and he still doesn't get it. He yet. just sees you know, me in the corner, just you, like, you know what's you know, uh, taste? A good, sure. a good local band to go see, personally, one of my favorites, uh, Half Measures. You go out to one yeah, of their yeah. shows yeah. and they, they really pull it together. Like, uh, I like seeing those guys live and they're more of a hardcore screaming kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know what the show they put on? It's like, and it's like a bunch of guys we know too. They support us, we support them, kind of yeah. thing. But they put on a good fucking show. Like they, I don't go just to support them. I actually have a legitimate good time. Yeah, Not like when I go see LaForge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah LaForge. <laughs> <sucks. laughs> 
Sorry. That, that, that really killed that whole fucking conversation. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Well, hey, that's a good segue into... Uh, yeah. yeah. Jay, Jay's got, uh, got a little activity for us to, yeah. to work on tonight, so and uh, are, I think it was a good idea. Yeah, so you guys are uh, our musicians. Debatable. Pass out some pens here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one thing is I'm, uh, I'm a big movie guy. All right, I'm not sure if you guys are big movie guys. I'm going to go one. Thanks, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are into movies or not, uh, or if you guys w- have seen a film at one time. Uh, but I'm actually uh, never watched them. <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's a movie? Exactly. Me and uh, is it you porn? That don't <laughs> 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 it can be. I've seen lots of movies. Some papers out here, boys. So uh, thanks, sir. All right, here's the paper. Pass some papers down. All right, so uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm actually on the local film society in Timmins, uh, along with the local transient uh, Johnson John Belanger. So you know, uh, we actually have a movie com- a movie coming up November 9th. It's a Wednesday. I uh, call Deepan. It's the winner of the uh, the Palm Door at the the Cannes Film Festival. The what? The Palm Door. The Palm Door. Yeah. Well, I think the Palm Door. No Palm Door. I got to anglicize it once in a while. Uh. So, anyways, uh, so we're doing movies. So, anyways, I figured you guys are into you guys are into music. I like movies. That's good. Uh, there's a game called the Rotten Tomatoes game. It's actually not my original idea. It's actually from uh, the Adam Carolla podcast, uh, where he has Matt Atchley. Hashtag plagiarism. Yeah, plagiarism. So we, we're actually going to do a uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game. So what it is, I'm going to bring up. Uh, I'm going to say a couple movies. And you guys are going to guess what the Ron Tomato score is for that movie. And all these movies are about bands or about music or whatnot. So usually, you know, Ron Tomatoes, if it's like... 69% every time. There you go. If it's a good movie, 80%, 89 no, and like it'll be certified fresh once it hits, I think, above 60. I think certified fresh might be 50. Uh, so I'm going to give, give a couple movies uh, names. We're going to see who uh, can get... It's gonna be, we're going to have five movies. All right. We're going to have the lowest score at the end. We'll go one at a time. And, uh, I'm yeah. extremely competitive. By we're going to go in uh, order from Corey. We're going to work down. So, uh, all right. So, first movie. This is this. Final Tap. Oh, Ooh. shit. All right. So, uh, I got to say, great These movie. Go I loved it. Living. I don't know how high uh, that would be. So, uh, Why don't you just make louder ramps <laughs> that only go up to 10? Yeah, these go to 11. <laughs> I got to say, probably one of the most, uh, the driest humors of most movies, but uh, fantastic. Yes. Oh shit! I know fucking so gotta, Rotten Tomatoes is pretty like they're pretty strict on their ratings. They're though. elitist. I know, they're and elitist. we are going with the top critics. We're not going with yeah. the, the overall critics. We're oh, not going with the shit. audience score. Oh wow! We're going with the top. So you got to remember, critics might not be favorable to comedies. They, you know, are they music Those guys? Mm. So who knows? So give everyone write is down it, a score. Is it just a percentage out of 100? percentage of a hundred? Yeah, percentage. Yeah. All right. So. uh uh, everyone has something down. Yeah. We don't want anyone to cheat. Okay, Mr. McGee. I'm going to lock in my answer at 87%. 87. Oh, wow. Jeez. Wow. That's ambitious. Right. Well, it's a fucking good Ballsy. movie. <laughs> it is a right. good movie. I, I went with a nice round 80. 80. All right. I, I actually put 69%. <laughs> did. Okay. I'm very confident in this. And one. again. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say, like, not per- my personal opinion, but I, I know these guys can be assholes. I put 63%. Right, so I'm also very competitive. This is Spinal Tap. It's rated 88. Oh, Jesus, fuck! I'm fuck. like that asshole that bids one dollar on the price is right. No, you know what? I would have got this. I would have got this. I was the closest one. Yeah, right. you, you right. got points there. There so, we go. The next, right, thank you, sir. The next movie, Almost Famous. 
Oh, that's a critical darling. Critical darling. I think it was a critical darling. I actually am not super hot about this movie. I don't know why. I What's never... her name's in this? Eh? Kate Hudson. Yeah, I don't it's know Kate. this movie. Don't uh, almost famous. Um, I'm almost. I I've seen it. Is it like a, a reporter and he kind of follows this band? Or am yep. I, yeah, that I, I've one. seen yeah. it. I've seen it. How, how good is it, Nathan? I I'm not telling you because I'm very competitive uh, as well. I've seen the trailer. I know McGee's got a point here, and I want to slap him in the face <laughs> for it. Whoa! I'm watching Forte's uh, answers here, and uh, I better keep my eye on my own paper. But <laughs> <laughs> McGee cheated all right, a lot. In all, right, all right, all right, all right. So I gave it a 91. Ooh, well, oh, well, 91. It is a. Oh, sorry, I should well, click that. No. Is 80 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So core is a 91. And yourself? I, I'm 56. <laughs> I'm not... I, zero. No, 43. I didn't see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I had 80% on the... Bu- no, I had 75, actually. 75. <laughs> Sorry. It was a great movie you. for one that Darcy didn't see. Uh, what did you say, McGee? What did you say? I said 91. 91. So Nathan wins it. No, no, don't worry. We're, we're going to go overall score. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. I guess you're going to calculate the percentages you went over or under. Yeah, after. over, under is just the closest to. Right. That's math. Yeah, we didn't really work out the rules. All right, so <laughs> next one is with Jack Black, School of Rock. Oh, there we go. Shit. I enjoy this movie. I think it's a fun movie. I guarantee, for some reason, uh, I, and I'm not just trying to throw your scores off. I just have a feeling that the critics probably weren't as, aren't super happy or into Jack Black. Yeah, no, definitely. But, I I think the acting was like subpar in the movie, but you know what? They're ten year old kids, though. I want yeah. <laughs> Fuck those kids. <laughs> None of them are gonna make it. Yeah, kids are good for nothing. <laughs> They're basically all the wasted years in the music industry. You know? <laughs> Just never gonna make it. All right, so write down a score. We're gonna go through everyone's score first. Mister McGee, I said. Well, this is more reflective of that. You know what? I I, sh- I don't think critics are very uh, considerate of the fact that, that some of these are kids. You know, some of these actors are just little kids. So I think they were assholes. Such and, a dad answer. Yeah, yeah I know. Hey, eh? uh. fuck, man. <laughs> it's like when scouts are judging like ankle biter hockey players. Like, yeah. listen, there's no scouts at he your sucks. kids' hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I got to tell you a story after this. <laughs> Oh man! Anyways, <laughs> I gave it a fifty-six. A fifty-six? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Eighty-five was what I put down here. Oh wow, Darcy! I Ambitious. put uh, seventy-three. Yeah. Nathan. <laughs> Great podcasting, buddy. Nathan? Sixty. Sixty. Uh, beer me at sixty-seven. <laughs> sixty-seven. Thank, thanks, Mickey. Sorry, that was rude. I should have said. Rock please, thank you. Is actually Corey rated. Maybe I'll grab one. Yeah, School of Rock is uh, certified fresh at 98%. Oh, oh my. Jesus. 64 of the audience, though. So I think you guys are a little bit closer what the audience score would have been. Okay. But that is a that oh. is crazy. So, I, maybe who, it's wow, because wait. of the kids? Who did Jack know? Black have to fuck? That's all I want to know. Who fucked Jack Black? That's the other question. <laughs> that, was, that was my main question. <laughs> who is sleeping with Jack Black? So, thank, uh, 98. thank you, McGee. God, Always, I hope my grandma doesn't see this podcast. He's also a <laughs> gracious host, Corey McGee, pouring my beer for me. Everyone, look at the camera. It's kind of shaped like a dildo. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. This it is, is a, right. It's 100% a sex camera. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we could show them a, a picture of the camera. Hey, can can you post on the podcast a picture of the camera so they know what we're talking about? Yeah. 
Nope. No. Oh, no. Sorry. And uh, Search Mevo. We, we should say that's, uh, that camera was provided to us graciously nope. by Great White North, who, who, haven't, Consulting. who haven't invoiced us yet, but we'll see what happens. You guys are, are oh, fucking we- sellouts. That's all i got to say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, hey, Corporate sponsors. If anyone wants to sponsor here, I will happily sponsor nonstop. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do the first half hour of this podcast as live reads. Yes. That's it. We'll just sit here and just read whatever you tell us to read. You just make sure he's doing the seductive voice while you do it. I'd like to master. You know what? We had Mayor Black on the the podcast last week. And I think what we're going to do next time is we're just going to sit here and do 10 minutes of promoting the fireworks festival. Oh, yeah. There you go. I hear people love that. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go to the next one, guys. We've got two all more, right, so right. some people have to catch up here because some people are pretty far behind. Well, yeah, no. The next film is High Fidelity. Oh, fuck. That's a good movie. Yeah. So. I, I, <laughs> Never I seen know. it? Okay, give me is, the premise of the movie. movie. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a great fucking movie. Oh, you never seen yeah. High Fidelity? Oh, you guys are I'm gonna base. Losers. I'm going to base this on the movie. That you know what? I'll... I'll Give I'm us a synopsis, gonna, Jason. I'm pull up on the screen. I'll pull up on my phone because you guys will see it on the screen. While he's reading oh. that, I will take another beer if there's one. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to run this house beer. out of beer yeah, pretty yeah. soon. You should have known. Going to have to switch to another brand, do another beer thing. <laughs> I wonder which brand we're going to switch to, Nathan. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Are we, are we saying something about it? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. No, no. Keep your clothes on, McGee. Jesus Christ. Nobody wants to see your penis. Yeah, and now he's taking his clothes off for everyone listening on the podcast. <laughs> this this has oh. progressed. Here he goes. There uh, he goes. Impressive, all right. though. It's getting crazy. <laughs> so, dark. High Fidelity uh, in the year 2000 is a drama. Uh, it is about, uh, I'm going to have to cover this because that shows score. Uh, Rob Gordon, John Cusack, is the owner of a failing record store in Chicago where he sells music the old-fashioned way on vinyl. Although uh, they may have Encyclopedic knowledge of pop music and are consumed by the music scene is of no help to Rob. Those needle skips, the love groove, when this long blah blah blah. I don't want to read. You know this. what, Jay? Oh, Anyways, so it, John Cusack, Steve Pink, DV, Devincensis, Jack Black's in this movie too. Oh, Scott Rosenberg, yeah, yeah, Jack Black is in this. <laughs> Round uh, up. So essentially, John Cusack and Jack Black, uh, your two thousand high fit. I think Jay should start reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and posting it for all the lovely uh, elderly women of Timmins, Ontario. The next beer and bullshit podcast. Just just a a lot of read of Fifty Shades of Grey. There you go. It's like when Gilbert Godfrey did it, but I think he'd do a better job. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) All right. So So high fidelity. So I would say for people who have no idea, think John Cusack is kind of a uh, stud muffin. Muffin. I, w- I would say, you know, he's either going to be a horrible movie or a, a very much a critic type of uh, artsy type thing. So I think you're falling somewhere. You, you had to kind of take a gamble on one of the two. So, Mr. McGee, we're going to go with you first. All right. I'm taking a gamble and I'm going Wayne Gretzky here 99%. Oh, 99%. Wow. Jesus yeah, Christ. Well, that's fucking, a fucking good movie. School Confidence of Rock got 98. I mean, Mr. Eric? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 81. I put a big 9 0. I gave her 83. Nathan got everything under 83. All right. High fidelity. All right. Come on. Is certified fresh at 84%. Who is voting for this shit? Of course. Who is voting for this shit? Yeah. Like, high fidelity getting an 84 and School of Rock getting a 98 is a fucking travesty. I was never crazy about high fidelity. No, no, it's a great movie. But I mean, school but of audience score, <laughs> audience score ninety, and we're gonna say all critics 
And I know this is like a movie people love. All critics, 91. So I was the closest to me. the majority of people. Yeah. You're saying? There you go. That so makes... our last one is if you, perhaps... It, but if you sat there and you said something like, like, like why were you never crazy about it? I was, just, I, I was bored. Does I it impose wasn't. upon itself? <laughs> Does it, it thinks <laughs> it's, it's more than it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, so what do we have next? Next is perhaps my favorite movie of all times, The Blues Brothers. Oh, oh that's that's so. that one's gonna fucking Classic. hit high. So, that one's gonna hit high. Know, though, like you know, how did I, I give? I gave high fidelity. Some of those, and and I can't. One thing <laughs> I remember too is also one thing I remember. Some of these uh, scores come from the original. Before it's even aired, right? Not before it aired, the original critic scores of when this movie came out. Yeah. So they're, not, they're not always brand new. Uh, oh. They will update once in a while, but often they will find some scores that come from New York Post from 1979. Really? Because okay. so. I was going to say, a lot of people, like uh, like stupid fucking people, they're like, ah, it's an old movie, it's cult? a classic. Yeah. I'm going to slap a fucking 99 yeah. on there, do whatever the fuck I want, because I'm, but you gotta, I'm a critic. Like, are we There's talking about scene. women, or are we talking about movies? <laughs> Jesus. There, oh. There's a scene, though. You hit low. You hit low. Dirty. There's a great scene low. in this one where uh, the brothers are at the cafe picking up the, I can't remember who they not Ray Charles. No, Ray Charles is in the music shop. They're picking up the guitar player. Anyways, I can't remember who it is. And Aretha Franklin singing? I can't remember who's singing in behind the at the diner. But they're at the diner. They're sitting there. And everyone's singing. The whole time, the brothers aren't moving. So, like, they're, as, they're not part of the scene because everyone's dancing around them. And the argument's going between a husband and wife, yelling, well, you can't go there. You know, you're gonna, like, you know, you've been with these bums before. Don't do it. The brothers don't do anything but one move where they get up. They do, like, a quick little dance. And they sit back down as if they're not part of the scene anymore. Something about it is just awesome. It's like the, one of the best movie scenes <laughs> ever. Anyways, next time you watch it, you'll know. What, what, when was this released? Just so I know. I don't want to pull up the screen, so I'll do it real quick on my phone. I, I'm going to say it's got to be like the mid-80s. Yeah, you're or close. late. No, no. Well, mid, early 80s? 70s? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just going to fucking throw it out there. I'm going to shotgun this thing there. Just uh, I don't know. I only <laughs> was, throw it out a, a it wide was, spread. It was uh, recorded uh, in... Right? Could be a... 1980. 1980. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. So there was a 70s feel to it. You know what? Those 80s comedies are pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Like some, some of the police academies. Oh, like mm-hmm. that's that's a serious education there. A little before our time there, McGee. Get well, with us. sorry, man. Get like, with us. Well, some of the 30-year-olds <laughs> here. Yeah, you know, the 30-year-olds. I'm, I'm like 15 years old. So. <laughs> the millennials are here now. Yeah, We're taking on. over. Come on, guys. All right, so I want you some scores like here. three years younger than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we act a lot a lot more younger. I mean, Jeez. <laughs> We All act, right, so I want some like scores, children. Mr. McGee. What uh, he, is your score? For the Blues Brothers, 78. Yeah. That's oh. not my score, by the way. That's my best guess at what uh, a critic in 1980 would have given it. Eric? Oh, man. I wow. picked 87%. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at you guys. <laughs> wow. Hey, may, uh, 86.9. May I make oh. an announcement before rating? <laughs> may I make an announcement? We have... Drank the entire beer supply for tonight, oh, boys. No, no, it's all right. We we've got backup. Oh, thank it's, God! Uh, thank God. What, what, thank did God. We, what did we call that? Now? The the alt the alt beer. Oh we, yeah, uh, the alt beer. Yeah. We already arranged for a pickup later. Like yeah. we're oh, you guys are solid. It's my this is my turn. Sorry, sorry. Not now. You shut the fuck up. All right, McGee. That's it. I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying my spiel. Ninety six. Oh shit! <laughs> so eloquent. 
That was it. That was it. All right. Now the Blues talk. Brothers comes in at a wow fresh forty three percent. Jesus! Wow! 40. Wow! What a no. shitacular movie, guys. Okay, sorry. But sorry. the audience at 93%. That's wow. just a show. Do the, just the, saying, the I'm the majority here, all right? So and fuck all those critics. 85, but the top critics, this is when the shit pisses me off. The, you know what? You should have some consensus across the board. Of course. And when the top critics are 50, 40% less than the, the rest of the critics and 50 something percent, 50 exactly, uh, off of the audience, obviously these critics are up their own ass. No like, shit. No way. So yeah. yeah, but is that okay? So when you say top critics, do we know what top, defines a top critic? Top critics are essentially uh, they have to have they they are vetted by Rotten Tomatoes. They have to be actually like actual cri- critics. Critics from you know the New York Times, the whatever the LA Post, like all these big newspapers. Okay. They're essentially are supposed to be known, and you know they'll take scores from like Robert Niebuhr and all that stuff. Big names will be top critics. Okay. Uh, all critics will just go from wherever. You, you don't have to be as uh, vetted. But I still got to say that is horse shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Dan Aykroyd cannot make a bad movie. So is so, that how we're going to end this on such disappointment? Wow. Yes. Well, Man. Well, we might have to go to a six movie just to uh, – if there are, is a tie. But give me a second. Oh, all right, Jay's My math skills his... are pretty pr- brutal. I Jay's only took to accounting in university. I'm I... pretty sure McGee won. I'm just going to say it. I, well, I think we should research where the critics live and just, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens, right? It's just the way she goes. I hope you guys know Jack Black is now the most famous actor ever since this podcast. Yeah, yeah. 98%. Yeah, you know what? Jack Black, Jack Black really got a real bump from beer and bullshit. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda 7 is going to be great. All right. Uh, so... Who took this, Jay? Hold on. Give me a second. All right. We're going to give you a little more of a second. Jesus Christ. Basic math. It's not that basic. There's more than one number. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what did you guys think of our uh, new segment? It's uh, it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you guys sucked at it. (laughs) I'll tell you if I won, then I'll tell you if I liked it. All right. Sounds good. No, but uh, I, I kind of like doing this, Jay. We should do this more often because, yeah, we'll uh, like you know, I, I like the idea of fusing music and uh, films. Um, the the whole idea of promoting a lot of the, the film stuff that's going on in town. I think that's um, one thing I was really not uh, aware of until we had, what's his name? Core. John Core on the podcast. He was a really great guest. I don't know if you guys saw that one. No, Sorry, you guys one. don't watch fucking beer watched, and bullshit. What the I fuck watched, is wrong with you? I watched Who? John Kaye. I watched the first one. I watched uh, Daily. Daily, my boy. Yeah, my boy Daily. 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 Ryan Daly, good boy. Um, I watched Mayor Black for like thirty minutes. <laughs> no, Noella's long. No, Noella? I did not watch Noella. Noella, guys, I gotta say, I personally, I still think Noella was our best one so until fun. tonight, right? Like, yeah, of course. Well, of course. Right <laughs> here. Yeah, I'm no. saying before today. Uh, just take a dump one. on my chest, why don't you? Yeah. I thought we were all best friends. <laughs> now I don't know. You know what, Jay? I could just see Charlie Angus is sitting there at his computer and going, those fucking assholes. He's going to kick me out of the party. <laughs> all right. So uh, I do have the scores. All right. So bringing up the rear <laughs> with 131 points. That's going to be me. Darcy. Oh, winner. Loser. Huh. It's golf score, Mickey. Oh, wait, shit. wait, no, wait. In, it is golf score. <laughs> in third place, 115 points, Nathan. That's Ooh. Right. There we go. So in first place. Okay, come on. 
with 92 points. Do we drum roll? Go get the snare Enjoy real quick. Enjoy your empty victory, Eric. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, my goodness. The tired guy who just got up yeah. from a nap. Yeah. You're a 104, 92. So. <laughs> Story of his life, though. There was I mean. a, uh, Always napping. When, when does he not get up from a nap? That's nap life. You know what? I've watched or I've listened to a lot of like satellite radio recently in the past couple of years, and I think what would make this game even more dynamic is if we all wore like electric shock dog collars. <laughs> and when we got the answer wrong, you just <laughs> who did Jason that? Ellis? That's, uh, Jason Ellis. Yeah, no, you gotta wear it around your balls. That, that's yeah, that does. started somewhere else. That, that, there's probably Stern. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't Stern. I think it was a. Uh, Bubba the Love Sponge? Oh, yeah? Is that uh, where they do that? Goodman. Don't tell Jason Ellis that or he'll shock the <laughs> shit out of your balls. <laughs> I know. I listen to Jason a lot. Uh, he's got some pretty cool segments on. I used to oh, yeah. really Dude be into is a gay. I used yeah. to really be into, into his stuff, and now I've, I've kind of fallen out of it. I you know just, what? I, I fell out of it when I didn't renew my Sirius XM subscription. And now I listen to podcasts. There, yeah. It's way more interesting. Yep. So anyone who is listening to this, this is way better than listening to any kind of subscription radio. I feel like you're somewhat biased, but I'm, I don't know for sure. I don't know about that. You know the, what? The, the beer that you give me makes makes me think that you're not biased at all. No, look at look at these guys. They're real journalists. They're doing real news. Yeah, fuck you, Timmons Press. <laughs> no, you know what? That's that's one thing that that I I was really happy to start this podcast for. It, this idea that you know what you're even looking on like mctv if you if you guys got to sit down at mctv news right now and talk about your band you'd sit there and fucking you'd have what 30 seconds yeah. 30 seconds to yeah. be like yeah we're a punk band from timmons and blah 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 you know what this this actually gives people time to get to know you and really and you're right about saying that not a lot of people are going to listen to it start to finish but the nice thing about podcasts is you can pause it and you yeah. can restart it whenever That's you right. want Pretty you know busy. there's no like sitting yeah. down and be like oh we're gonna be on the radio at five o'clock like no and uh, mm. it's good it's it's raw um i think what happens with the new the new press is first one to get their news out yeah and then half the time the articles are shit are misspelled and like the worst thing i'm like okay you're a new you write news and you misspelt a word that has there's spell check on everything that pisses you off. oh yeah mm-hmm. exactly like, like it, I, I don't know. Like it's it's one thing that uh, it, it's one thing to kind of make a mistake, but it's one thing to make a mistake because you've been going too fast and not yeah. really checking your stuff, right? Because yeah. everyone wants to be. And I mean, we're in Timmins. I mean, there's two. There's like two or three Timmins now. Or I don't even know all the. Mm. But it's like whoever can get the news out first. Then you're reading the article and you're like, Oh, well, I got news. something after. I got a story. Okay, but, read the article. but when you when you talk about that, like people making mistakes. I had somebody make a really good mistake today, and I want to get uh, – or not today, but uh, – Also today. A couple days ago. Take two, just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, d- I did make a mistake. Uh, on, on... I don't know what Nason's saying. He made a lot of mistakes on oh, the yeah. recordings over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something you guys yeah. can look forward to. There's going to be a bit of a – at the end of this, we're going to be uh, airing a bit of a live performance. Nathan's played some new songs, and uh, we're, uh, we're going to be – uh, adding this to our podcast and seeing how that kind of goes and see if that works out pretty well. But I think I'm pretty excited for that little segment. I, I got to say one thing also, one of the songs is an acoustic. Well, I did it acoustically is Eeyore. And just saying anyone listening to this podcast, what is it? CMHU? Canadian mental health association gets $1 for every song bought, which is Eeyore. We donate 
all the proceeds from that song. Not that much, but I mean, if you buy that song on iTunes, we don't take anything. Yeah. Uh, we don't take anything off for mixing and all that. Hundred percent of the proceeds go directly to the charity. So that's awesome. No, yeah. nice. No, yeah. that's really yeah. cool that you guys do that. Yeah. yeah. So just saying. Anybody that. go buy download that, that? Yeah, go yeah, buy yeah. it. Go download it right now. A little bit right of a, now. a little bit do of a it. depressing song, but just do it. Come on. Yeah. Don't be cheap. It's a buck. Well, it's, people I mean, are depressed. They, they need they need help. They need money. Need money. So money depression. Before you get into your your mistake, your mistake, I got to say real fast is that. Uh, you, we were talking about media and different meetings across uh, you know the area. We have a good friend uh, Jennifer Vasho, who's actually the local transient uh, <laughs> live-in spouse. <laughs> and, he doesn't uh, live in anywhere. He's a transient. <laughs> Anyways, she she decided because she's awesome. She decided to write up a media release for us and release it to all the different uh, news agencies across uh, Timmins. So she sends one to a local radio station. I won't name the name. We didn't know what the, what this thing was. It was we got an email <laughs> sent back to us telling us that it just said because on our media release saying that you know we have Steve Black coming on. Uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be released on Thursday. Uh, we're we're trying to really bring a new you know direction and stuff. Blah blah blah. All that BS and. Uh, <laughs> This, uh, this guy. You can swear, guy, you can swear uh, on this bullshit. show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me. Thank you. Was, so this guy responds. He says, is this sanctioned by the city of Timmins? Beer and bullshit? That's pretty, uh, uh, what is it? That's pretty, uh, that's pretty offensive. Offensive, don't you think? Uh, pl- this is a family-friendly radio station. Please unsubscribe us immediately. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. It's a fucking Christian It's a Christian rock station. I did not know we had one. We figured it out. Anyways, funniest thing I've ever seen. That that, that was probably my favorite email of the week. Please unsubscribe. We're like, what is this? We we had to look it up. It was a Christian. But in all honesty, is bullshit offensive? No. Man, no, we well, don't know who's, who's offended by that word. I don't know. What else is a bull going to do, really? Yeah. You know what offends me is. On the topic of Christianity, I work right across from a church, and they just spent like six hundred thousand dollars fixing the roof a second time in a year, yeah. and they're offended by the word bullshit. That that's what offends. Yeah, I'm sure though that sec- they must that contractor must have had to come back on that one. I know which one you're talking about. Uh, There's always yeah. their de- like who would say, all right, you know, let's just do it, it again. It's two different contractors because I was there for the first, first time. One. Since I've been working in the 101 Mall, there's been like maybe huh. six years even working on this. Clearly, this. someone looks out their window a lot, just yeah. saying. Let me get to work. <laughs> I, I sit right in front of this building. But it, it actually drives me crazy. I'm like, all this money that could have been used for like scientific research. And people put it in their wills and leave money to the church. And I'm oh. like, there's no one in there. The doors are locked. They don't even let homeless people sleep in there. They're like, this is so anti-Christian. Like, the whole thing, uh, Christian. Uh, you yeah. crazy but the fact atheist. that they're mad at the word bullshit and then yeah. they go and spend like billions of dollars well to be fair these, these might not be the same type of Christians they might not be the same people I don't know what they do well they were but pretty it was, offended by us but it was hilarious yeah, it I was, thought it was the funniest thing I've ever. met some nice Christians who accept everyone how they are you know and like uh, the, those are the good Christians but yeah. I mean there's the preachy motherfuckers out oh, there, too, you know what I mean? Oh. Their heads are yeah, stuck in their ass. Right? Yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not bring them up. I don't want to turn this into a religious thing. Oh, seriously? Well, this was su- originally supposed mm-hmm. to be religion, money, and politics. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the shit was. we're not supposed to talk about. So. You, can't, you can't have one of <laughs> any without the other, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a tripod. <laughs> 
So it would, yeah, my mistake. Give me the mistake. Oh, boy. Um, so I was scrolling through my news feed this week, and uh, I see somebody post uh, something about how... I hope she's listening. No, well, well, it's I don't know if it was a she or a he or uh, I'm huh. I'm just not I'm not being <laughs> Jay's nodding his head. It was a um, it was a person. It was a person. It was a person. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of controversy online about the um, fireworks festival and uh, the cost and the amount of stuff that's been going around. And uh, there's been also a lot of cost go uh, a lot of uh, controversy about the cost of our uh, proposed new aquatic facility. Okay, Nathan. Oh, okay, all right, Nathan. It's all right. I'm going to get on a diatribe right now. A little bit of a rant. That was a secret for you. All right. <laughs> Don't walk in front of the camera. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm scrolling through. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through my news feed, and I end up on this post that's that's talking about the cost of um, this this fireworks festival, and I'm, I'm scrolling down through the comments because I do that. Um, and somebody posts that the our new uh, pool is going to cost more than the Hoover Dam, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just I just went what what didn't they post a picture of no, a screen no, 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 or no, you no, did no, that no 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 okay and and I I just went like wait a minute <laughs> okay th- <laughs> this first of all this doesn't pass the smell test. There's, and and I was like, okay, you know what? I, I I try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and like, all right, the Hoover Dam, the largest infrastructure <laughs> project of all time. Got them like literally was a make work project during the yeah. Great Depression. Exactly, exactly. Like this was supposed to turn the economy around. Yeah. Now, <laughs> somebody said that the, the new pool was going to cost more than the Hoover Dam. So I, I looked up the numbers, and uh, our pool, the proposed cost was $60 million. And I said, okay, you know, that's high. And I looked, <laughs> I just did the old Wikipedia search on Wasn't it the, 40 million? No, no, it was 60 oh, million. Was the long term cost on, okay, on the, okay, whole, okay. Uh, the whole project. And again, I, I might be wrong on that. You might not be, uh, don't, don't quote me on this as any kind of fact. I am quoting. I am not a journalist. Again, <laughs> not a journalist. Anyways. Anyways, so. I looked it up, $60 million for the long-term uh, project, the entire recreational facility. And uh, then I looked up the cost of the Hoover Dam. And in 1931, it was $49 million. And and then I went – and, and then you, you see it. it. It says 1930 – like $49 million, 1931, then $700 million – 2016. An inflated dollar. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, like building the Hoover Dam today would cost $700 million approximately. Yeah, uh, right? People don't understand inflation. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people uh, like understand that it exists. But they don't know what it is. No. And uh, you can't compare a, pro- a project from then to now. And what's um, funny about that is like... Can I, I get a backup brew over here? Sorry. Yeah, you sure can, buddy. Sorry. We're not, we're not on... Uh, was, was, We're not was, on something that Nathan wants to talk about. Hawkley Amp. No, 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 no. I, I'd talk about it. I just. I, okay, Nathan, I, tell us what you think about inflation. <laughs> inflation. Ridiculous. I don't know. Stop giving out money, All banks. Right. I don't know. Just use the money you have. Cormac E. writes it's fair to debate the cost and need, but not much. fair to, mis- to misrepresent the numbers. A statement like that should not pass the smell test for anyone. The picture he posts is. Construction costs forty nine million dollars in nineteen thirty one. It's up on the screen. Yeah, uh, seven hundred million in 20, uh, 2016. The response to that is thanks for the actual link. I agree. It's insane that our costs are so high. 
I don't. I don't think this person actually understood what I was trying Just to do. But you know it. what? You know what? Though you, you know what? I I in in this situation, and and I think it's it's very easy to kind of get to get this good feeling of like vindication when you know you're like ah you know I'm kind of right here and and you want to fall into this big like you know fuck you like yeah you were so wrong don't fucking say that kind of shit and I saw in this thread the ugliest side of both sides of this debate I see like it was horrible forth. horrible horrible like I I felt like I had to I had to just stop after because you know the first the first thing that started happening after the, after I, I posted some kind of clarification was that somebody would post like oh yeah so-and-so is fucking queen of you know re- misrepresenting things and and I just I had to shake my head and I said oh my god like people sometimes people post things without really understanding and it's not it's not really their fault if they don't really have a clear understanding of it like give them the opportunity i know if i made a mistake like that that i would like to be at least afforded the courtesy of of making yeah but still Corey. yeah but still (laughs) (laughs) you made someone look like a fool in a public fashion no 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 i i think because i feel like i wanted to be measured about this uh like to just post and say, listen, like this is – it's not right to say what you're saying and this is the clarification, not you're an idiot and you sh- like you're always misrepresenting and things like that. And and I realized that I know we rag on like uh, people who support or subscribe to the view of like the Timmons Taxpayers Association, that can, kind of stuff. Can yeah, I w- sure, I'll weigh in. No, you do your thing. No, no. I'll, I'll weigh in. Just, the internet is readily available to everyone out there. I'm not saying it's always yeah. right, but I mean, you know what? You're going to post something online. Be ready to be shit on because like it's the information is right there at your disposal. It's yeah. not like a, like a, an encyclopedia back in the day, you know, like uh, everything <laughs> is fucking there for you, you know, and you're, you're going to make an ass of yourself and go fucking say something self-righteous about something you know nothing about. Well, like, yeah, you know, yeah, but, and, but, I'm not going to defend those people whatsoever because you're making a fucking idiot of yourself. I, I get it. I get it. But but what I wonder is, and and maybe it's just because I'm getting old and weary of conflict. Of course. This, this idea that instead of butting heads with people, we can just kind of be nice about it and just be like, listen – what you're saying is wrong and like this is why you're wrong and I don't need to punch you in the face with it. I just need to you to come to the point of understanding it. Educate them in a yeah, way. Well, okay. But even even using that using that kind of term of like I'm going to educate you is, is, is kind of elevating yourself because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that could edu- educate me about oh, a lot absolutely. of things, right? Yeah. So, but Jason, uh, <laughs> but, he, th- he thinks. Anyways. But but <laughs> I, I I understand the wanting to be to just kind of shake your head and be like, oh, what a fucking idiot! Nobody should listen to this person. Mm. But I I think it's more important for us to just kind of be able to set that aside and be like, listen, let let's just at least be nice and acknowledge that. All right, we you made a mistake. That's fine. Now, <laughs> are you igno- going to acknowledge that? It was yeah. never really acknowledged in the no. thread, uh, but no. <laughs> no. but but I I just had to kind of I got I got a couple take myself away from that, that. but uh, sure I, for Hogfest Heart of Gold yep. Fest yep. when uh, Johnny oh. and Chris started that Chris went and posted it on the Timmins page and said yep. here you go fuckers finally some bands coming to town pretty much it was very cocky oh. and it was the way he put it I was like oh this is not going to be well but I was reading. Uh, they're not even actual musicians and stuff like that. So I would like take screenshots and post it on our page because I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're yeah. not musicians. 
And then yeah. when the three and a half million firework thing, I was like, you know what? Atwile will do the show for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> we'll donate nine hundred ninety thousand to charity. <laughs> and you know, like who Are you guys calling out Mayor Black right now? Who wouldn't go for <laughs> that, right? Who wouldn't go for that? A guy comments from the Timmins Ontario page because I shared it because I thought it was hilarious. Share it, he goes, I think your math is wrong. And I was like looking at him like, how could it be wrong? What's ten thousand plus nine hundred and ninety thousand? It's not hard. So one of our our Facebook fans like uh, writes Ten thousand plus nine hundred ninety thousand equals a million. million Am I wrong, or did math change? <laughs> and then I write a comment like, "Good job, you you pass the test." And the guy deletes his comment. I'm like, "You're such a fucking, nice. you're such a loser." Like, yeah, was it? Who I, was I it? guess it's maybe no, idealistic of me to think that you know people could get along <laughs> social I, media. Yeah, yeah. I need to point something out first. I think it's hilarious. So you were at work doing not at work. You were I somewhere doing work. this. Uh, and you, I was you, you absolutely had to put this photo on and argue this with 14% battery life left on your phone. Probably just hoping, <laughs> please don't die. Let me get into this. Is he, uh, is Corey still in retirement? No, no, no. no, no, he's, no retirement's he's over for Corey. Retirement's over. Uh, so whenever this was done, and it wasn't done probably at like around 930 in the morning, uh, it was probably done, you know, w- you know, on your own hours. Uh, it's the fourteen percent value. I just think it's a funny. I thing. did this over the weekend, and, and honestly, it, it was. It, well, yeah, I, was I, I, you tried, sent me it. You sent me it. I try right. not to engage uh, too much in this kind of shit, but like, I couldn't let that go. I couldn't let that go because it, it's it's just a preposterous statement. And anybody who hear and what I think what made me more upset about it is when I see a statement like that that it's gonna cost more than the Hoover Dam, and I'm just <laughs> laughing even fucking thinking yeah. of this right now. Is that is that some the first comment on that that post was, oh my god, <laughs> like like anybody who reads that you the first thing that should come to mind is like, mm, I don't know, like like the Hoover Dam's pretty fucking big, oh, you know. Yeah. There are people that died fucking building the Hoover <laughs> Dam. And is there anything better than on that on, on that same group was? Mayor Black commenting on okay, something. Okay, you know what? Someone... Mayor, Mayor Black reneged on his promise that he made here last week. What was his promise here? Remember he said he had an epiphany, and he said that he was no longer going to engage yeah, with people right. and on, he did. on Facebook, and he and he engaged. You know what? Uh, he, he even posted a disclaimer at the end of, of, of his post saying, like, I'm not here to debate. I just wanted to clarify things. I I, oh. I super sympathize with him when it comes to things like inaccuracies, inaccuracies of, of reporting. But yep. there are just some people you're never going to convince. Um, and I mean, you you just got to kind of roll with the punches and realize yeah. that like some people are, well, are not going to be there. It's right? it's, gonna... it's got to be touchy for a guy like Steve Black to come on something like this. Like everything he's going to say is going to be fucking taken a certain way or whatever, you know, and he's going to get shit on no matter what. Right? He's like, in a no spin zone. He's in, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we were really happy to have him on. Um, Definitely. Because I, I, I felt like, and, and we actually got some good feedback about the fact that people didn't necessarily fully appreciate the, the amount of work that he has to, and, and the stuff yeah. he has to go through. So uh, I, I think it was good to, to have uh, Steve on and and have uh, a good conversation with him about I don't know I, I the one thing I wanted to ask him about was that whole engagement on social media because yeah. I thought that was uh, that was a toughie there so yeah. I wouldn't mind to do something here uh, we've been kind of not doing this for the last little while That's this true. this podcast will be about beer and bullshit 
obviously our main thing is to bring people on, give them a, a, a platform to speak about whatever they want to do, but also a big part of those people is some bullshit. So we call it the banter part where we like to just talk about whatever we want to talk about. And uh, one, th- so I have an article here. I think you guys might have something you might want to jump in, uh, or, or you might have uh, an opinion about it. Uh, so it was on CBC Radio. It was uh, the question was, or the article was titled, "Why didn't the Blue Jays say something about Chief Wahoo?" So, <laughs> oh god, uh, the idea about this is, you know, so uh, oh. we all know that the Cleveland Indians have a uh, a questionable or you might think questionable you might not think uh logo and uh and mascot we're called in Chief Wahoo. you're asking three white guys this question no, but, I, I think i think you can have a, a an honest opinion yeah. Either, you could be for or against or you know support non-support uh is this you know, should this be something changed is this something uh you know horrendous and i, I don't know i think it'd be you it'd be what? interesting to hear what you guys what you, think you know what jay i've never Really given a good look at this mascot, that's racist as fuck. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it is a cartoonish guys straight out of Bugs Bunny. Yes. Hey, wait, wait, wait. He's pretty jacked, though. This one He's is pretty yeah, usually, jacked. Usually, it's just his head. Usually, they don't have yeah, that. Body. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. I've I've worn a hat before. I, I don't know. I didn't know I was a kid. Whatever. <laughs> it's a little racist. Here, here's <laughs> a little. Here's the a issue. red skinned. Here's <laughs> the issue with this. There's the Redskins and the Blackhawks and this. If one changes, they all have to change, which I'm totally cool with. Not true. It, if they're offended by it, and by any means, if you had a team with the N-word, then mm. it would be offensive, right? Or if you had just a that'd black... Be a, that'd be a rough hockey team, no. <laughs> if, if, that was, if that was a picture of a black guy flexing, then there was no way in 2016 that would be allowed. No. Yeah. no but and, it, it's population right. in numbers, right? So. No, but you know you know what, though? I, I think there really is a difference between uh, blatantly racist stuff, and uh, and we were talking about this before the podcast started, is um, blatantly racist stuff or uh, culture appropriation. I think a lot of people kind of get offended by culture appropriation and, and kind of confuse it with racism. I think the idea of... of um, like I, I look at this and I look at the Chicago Blackhawks logo, there's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. It's not like a smiling dude no. with a red face and yeah. a feather yeah. coming no, out behind. It's 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 it's, it's a dignified like portrait the, of, yeah. uh, of of somebody. Also, right? uh, like, let's, let's, too, like the Blackhawks uh, are more of a of like a power symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, I don't think any. Indian was unhappy when they got their land taken. Let's be real here, you know. Like uh, no one was smiling like that. But no, I mean, no. you know what? That's that's not that's that's a really good point. Yeah, you know, like, like uh, it's kind of a caricature. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, stri- it's, it's cartoony. It's yeah, not- no, that's what it is. But the Blackhawks is like it's almost like uh, fortifying. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's my personal opinion. I don't speak like I'm fucking white as fuck. You know, like call me a cracker. Well, we can tell. Don't worry. Uh, can, uh, <laughs> didn't anyone hear? who's watching this video? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can I? Mean, I, uh, can yeah, I sure. You say your thing. Say your thing. The big platform that Trump had run ran on for like the majority of the GOP race was uh, not letting Syrians in and sending them back, and he was saying like, "Oh, they're going to come here and they're going to change everything," and the Native Americans are the first people to to be you know what they let everyone in and they fucked them all over. So like, uh, who are so the you, first displaced so people? You support no, Trump's no. And then if you look, no, no. If you look at the Native huh. Americans, they they said like uh, they're still for 
integrating every society. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. the most in the in this. I don't know. Like the states and the and the Canadian natives are in a totally different environment, but they're still under a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, not scrutiny. But uh, Native Americans in the states are not as well treated as you know, white people in the States and white people in the States are above everyone else. And it's very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, one thing, if okay, anybody's no. really interested in that, in that particular conversation, I definitely suggest you check out our podcast with Charlie Angus. Cause, uh, we had a really good discussion. Um, he's been a huge voice for first nations people yeah. in Canada. Yeah, for you sure. know, a lot of, uh, sorry, no, no, no. A lot of people don't realize like what a like reserve life is like, you know, and, uh, Having worked at a lot of camp jobs, I've had, like, the chance to actually work with a lot of, like, uh, Aboriginal people. And you know what? Like, man, uh, the, the some of the stories these guys tell me, and you don't, you don't even realize it because you're never really exposed to that kind of life. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking real when you get to talking to one of those guys. And even, like, you think it's, like, uh, abolished and shit or whatever. But... Uh, like I, I've worked with a lot of guys, and the, the, some of the fucking stories they tell me, even to this day, about like residential schools, all mm-hmm. that shit. Like, goddamn, god fucking damn, you know, like, uh, like it just kind of humbles you to the whole fucking situation that they've been through. And uh, have you read uh, Charlie's book? Charlie Angus's Charlie book? Angus's book, uh, uh, Children not. of of the Broken Tree. Fuck, I'm starting to get drunk. Is that my book uh, I gave you, or do no, I have my own copy? I bought my own book. I okay, I I, I was like, it's some. And, it's something that interests me, and I'm. Please do, please do read it. Will, it's 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 really good. It's um, it, it really traces the history and and it outlines. Uh, I don't know. It educated me on a lot of different things, like uh, how the uh, reserve system for education is is extremely different. Like like we all grew up in a provincial system, right? Mm. And uh, at the ed- uh, the educational level at uh, like for reserves, anyways, they the way it's run is that there's one bureaucracy that attributes funds for all services. Like at the at the level of the province here, we have the Ministry of Education, we have the Ministry of Health, we have all of that. Right? They have uh, Aboriginal Affairs that basically just manages everything so there's no um formula on class sizes uh what kind of uh, uh, materials they're to use or anything like that so i i think when people kind of look at it and they say or if there's critics of it and go like oh my god like where's all this money going and so on it's Maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it's just about the the overarching attitude that's like there's one bureaucracy in ottawa that takes care of everything uh, like that's related to yeah. abri- uh, Aboriginal communities, right? So um, I, I don't know. Uh, when when I read the book, it, it made me a lot more sympathetic to uh, to, yeah. to some of the. the I mean, that must be issues. huge for you because you you're kind of an advocate for smaller government too, right? Like not absolutely, but uh, but realistically, one government is running the thing into the ground. Essentially, like the the education system in the reserves is is very low. <laughs> And Jay's said it multiple times on this podcast, but um, we kind of started this with this contrast of Jay being the liberal fucking bleeding heart asshole. And I'm, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's all about the transgender rights and, you know, so you're not, that's what you're telling me. Yeah. I didn't say so, that. Well, that's what you're trying to say. You hate transgenders. You hate transgenders. He's supposed not- to be liberal. I'm supposed to be conservative. This is supposed to be crossfire, but it's turned out that it's really not that. Yeah, know, we're, we're really on fucking, the same side. When we for start, a lot of- when we start drinking, we go. 
makes a lot of fucking sense, you know? <laughs> if John Stewart was on the show, it wouldn't get canceled. Is that what yeah, you're exactly. Telling me? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but one thing I, I think is interesting is I, you see a lot of people go with the, you know, the super extreme view on these, uh, kind of these First Nation logos, like the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. And to be, to be fair, when the Braves Corey. start doing a tomahawk, to, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, when they start doing that, and kind of racist, and once they kind of say, yeah. But, you know, then people, some people do think that the Blackhawks logo is super racist, which, you know, you might think it is. I, like, you know, like Corey said, I don't think, I think it's much more dignified uh, imagery. I don't think mm-hmm. it's as a, it's not a caricature of a racist kind of image of, of people or stereotypical image. Uh, and the thing I always found interesting is playing hockey, uh, competitive hockey, my, most of my, uh, uh, minor leagues. We let him on the team. Uh, <laughs> well, to be fair, who, who, who someone has to fill the water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> deep, deep. <laughs> yes, he played. I was, I was the the player manager. Uh, so, anyways, was, <laughs> he was the door manager. Anyways, he took uh, door management in school. Top scorer on a team. Uh, so, uh, and oh. as a okay, wait, I gotta so tell this. Tell the story right before you continue. Anyways, I gotta so tell the story. I'm going to tell this story. Jason has gotten a lot of points playing hockey. Well, I'm going to say playing in quotations here because top score <laughs> on a top score on a team. Was a top Two score, years in a row. Top score on a team because for some reason everybody thought they they would misread every number on the ice behind people's jerseys as 16. Top score on a team 2 years in a Jay row. Jay would be on the bench. Score uh, goal just got scored and it's like I heard you. N- assist by a number 16 Jason Bosno. Yeah. You know what? My men's league team yells out their number when the ref goes to the penalty box. So it's <laughs> trying to pad your stats <laughs> in men's league. Oh, don't worry, man. Penalties mean something uh, in men's league, yeah. you know? Jesus Christ. But I would literally, like, <laughs> to be to be fair, there were <laughs> a few times, because at one point it became a kind of a joke, where literally we, <laughs> they would call a goal or an assist and say number 16, Jason Boston. I would literally get up on the bench. Wave at the, st- at the fans and sit back down <laughs> because it just got ridiculous. And I would literally have my D partner. I remember running for Matt. Literally scored the goal. I was on the bench at the time because I got off before him. He scores. He comes sits down. They announce it. Number sixteen, Jason Vosno, and he just starts flipping out, and I just start waving everyone. <laughs> and, and that was me. I would if I got on the ice, I would purposely not correct the ref or anything. Oh, just yeah, leave obviously. it the way it is. But uh, pad them stats. Anyways, uh, top scorer in the team two years in a row. Uh, <laughs> Ren, you scored all the goals. Just saying. Yeah. Fuck Randy for a minute. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Randy. That was uh, that was brief. I'm gonna say it clear for everyone. Jay just said, said, said fuck Randy. Vermette. And he also said, don't buy his pizza. I think that's don't. what he said. He <laughs> doesn't work there anymore. anymore. Oh, shit. But his sandwiches are delicious. Oh. oh he's selling sandwiches. The Browskis. Don't even talk about them. They oh, yeah. have not paid You're us. You're right. The Browskis are <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> the Browskis awful sandwiches. IY is going to donate like $1 tonight, so we're, we're a sponsor now. We're, <laughs> we're sponsoring sponsor. them tonight. <laughs> don't you ever shit on us again. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, Get back to my point until Corey so rudely interrupted <laughs> so me. So sorry. Uh, one thing I always thought was kind of interesting playing uh, hockey was most of the teams we would play from the some of the First Nation uh, uh, reserves on on the coast and or sorry communities on the coast or wherever else they always had the Chicago Blackhawks logo, which always kind of was just interesting to me. I always thought like you can go with any you could want anything else, but that's the logo you went with. So are they you know? Owning it as their own, kind of like you know, owning the N word type thing, or owning whatever. Oh, oh, not, not, not as bad, but you know, no, owning, no, I know it's what owning the word. So like, it's always kind of like, is that what they're doing? And always that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. I, 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 
I mean, we were kids, so I don't yeah. think that anybody's consciously saying like, you know what, we're taking this back. Can yeah. I, I? I think it's more. It's more about just uh, it actually not really offending anybody. Yeah. That Chief Wahoo shit. That I can see how that offends somebody. <laughs> I can see how like somebody looks at that and goes like, eh. But and, and don't get me wrong. Like it, it's a fucking sports team logo. Most most First Nations people are probably looking at that and going like. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, you know what? I, I can see how somebody thinks it's offensive. Like, offensive enough that we're going to fucking have a court challenge to ban the the team from using it while they're in Toronto? Uh, I don't know. I think most people have a fucking thick enough skin to just be like, it's pretty fucking racist. Fuck those guys. I, I'd wear a jersey with Corey McGee smiling like that. <laughs> Captain like that. Corey. Captain, Captain McGee. Corey. <laughs> I don't know. It would have to be like Captain Cracker or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Cracker. Are you okay with that? Sure. You ever see that Louis C.K.? It's like a comedy special and he's like, uh, what can you call a white guy? You know, like you can call him a cracker. Like, hey, uh, like uh, – Fuck you for having money, you know. Like that's, the, <laughs> like that's the that's the worst shit that can happen to a white guy, you know. Like, uh, oh, you came here and like, fuck you, you know. Yeah, I I, I see that. You can't really. Uh, I don't know. That that kind of harkens back to our conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to do my best to relate that that crude comment <laughs> to, to a dignified conversation that we had with Charlie Angus. But he was talking about how, um, you know, people feel very comfortable punching down, you know, uh, whenever, whenever they, shitting fu- on a small guy. Yeah. Whenever they, guy. they fucking feel, they, they feel shit on They're They're real quick to blame the guy who's, and I'm going to steal the words right out of his mouth. Blame the guy who's two rungs down on the ladder. Um, I thought that was a real insightful thing to say because uh, it, it's true. It's true. You know, like we, we sit here and uh, I think a lot of people kind of spread the blame for their own hardships on people who aren't necessarily as fortunate as they are. You know, yeah. they like to blame all the welfare scum and uh, mm-hmm. and people who, if you really look at it, there's not a whole lot of people doing doing great on welfare right and you can debate whether it's a, a result of circumstance or personal choice or whatever but to, to actually sit there and to shit on somebody for making 600 bucks every couple yeah. of weeks is, is kind of it's kind of a shitty thing to do so um you know what i'm i i've been converted i i will never forget who's keeping us down if we're if we're having a hard time, it's the white. But you know what? <laughs> it's, we're, the, we're, the, it's the goddamn white people. It's very it's very hard for us to sit here and complain while we're sitting here drinking oh. beer and talking bullshit. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Whatever, right? My life was easy. Just saying. Yeah, it was too easy. I just yeah. have to put up with this asshole over here, yeah. Nathan Reedy. You had to put up with people <laughs> thinking you. that your shit wasn't real music. Oh, that's, that's fine. It. <laughs> that girl, that's it. That girl. That girl's probably dead now. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Wow. Oh wow! She went there. Wow. <laughs> That's offensive, uh, sir. Whoops. Jay, what else was in the news this week? All right. Well, uh, I think it's be. I'm not sure how you guys are in the uh, the the federal political uh, spectrum. Oh, it's going. Oh my god. So this one, I'll try and hold the conversation. There's a new conservative uh, uh, candidate who's putting his uh, name in. All right, conservative MP is putting his name in for the uh, leadership campaign or candidacy. Named Stephen Blaney. And he's proposing, which seems so odd for me, and I'll tell you why in a second, proposing that uh, uh, there should be a, a niqab ban for all uh, uh, federal social service uh, workers and also 
uh, people when people vote and when people take the citizenship oath. Citizen oath. Oh my god! Citizen citizenship <laughs> yeah, oath. This is. This you want to take one more shot at that? You know what? It's take the beer. Four. Take four. The, 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 the citizenship oath. Oh, Anyways, well I got to do my sexy voice. Sorry. I got I got hard there. When <laughs> he does a nikabin, got a little hard. Oh, anyway. Say nikabin. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to provide a contrasted point of view on this. Anyway, so uh, he's doing this, and which I think is uh, an interesting play. You guys might have a different opinion, or hand, you know, it might be a good opinion, uh, but probably wrong. Uh, <laughs> if it's if it's opposite of mine, uh, but the thing I think is interesting is this issue might have actually lost the federal conservatives uh their uh their position of power also lost the quebec uh blocks uh, uh position of power so now this guy goes out saying this is going to be his issue and this is after kelly leach uh does her a similar thing before that mm-hmm. why are these people jumping towards this uh kind of this crazy I, right wing of, of this of this issue to try to support uh, implement their base They're, you're not growing a base you're not going to win anything with that i don't Rady, uh, jay, before you start okay. i'm going to go rock a piss while you uh, okay. right. articulate your position jay I also have to rock a piss after Corey rocks a piss. <laughs> Go together. <laughs> but can you can you break streams. can you break this down in layman's terms for us simple folk? Okay, so the issue here is this guy's uh, it. I well, guess, well like, basically, what the fuck does he want to do? So what he wants is he so he wants to become the leader of the conservative party, <laughs> and if he's <laughs> if he's in charge of the conservative party, Go on. If, if and becomes uh, the next Stephen Harper. Yeah. and becomes prime minister, he would push that anyone who's uh, working at a government agency, so like a CPP office, a uh, Canadian HR office, the Canada Post, you would not be allowed to wear any face veil or covering at your job uh, because that does not share with the Canadian values and what we believe that Canadian people should, quote-unquote, I don't believe this, uh, but what they say Canadians don't believe, uh, believe in. And he also says, as and when you go vote, you wouldn't be allowed to go in with your face fail. You would have to show your face. So I guess there wouldn't be any voter fraud. This is very Trump-esque. So mm-hmm. this is what he's doing. Before this... Trump-esque, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. Before this, uh, during the last federal election, uh, uh at the time, Prime Minister Stephen Harper pushed for a very similar thing. He, they want to do the niqab ban for citizen, citizenship oath and, uh, and whatever else. And that got – essentially, that might have been one of the reasons why he lost the federal election. And before that, the Quebec Bloc de Québécois party, so the separatist party within the provincial – or sorry, the National Assembly in Quebec, uh, they were pushing for no religious uh, symbols or, or coverings or, or dress – uh, in any social service. so And each time these parties have brought up this being a main platform issue, they have lost their election. So why would someone now think this is a good idea? Obviously, the the consensus in the country and even in, quote-unquote, maybe the some of the more right areas of the country, some spots in Quebec uh, – they they are they don't, have, they they don't want this. They've been like going against it and pushing back against it. So I think it's crazy that this guy does it. And that's why I know maybe you're know, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You you I'm gonna go piss very quick, and I'm gonna let Darcy and Eric take care of this one for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna feel I know, yeah, I, I know my boy. You, you, He's gonna say what I think. Yeah, on Yeah, exactly. One. You have a great answer, but we'll let them do it. Yeah. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> I myself don't uh, don't care much for Canadian politics because I mean it's very it's very minor uh, as far I do read it but 
the, the issue has already been raised in, in France and in other places. And uh, in France, they had the ban on the uh, burkini. Yep. Uh, which, okay, so the, the two schools of thought is, okay, we don't want women covering their face. We don't want to force them to cover their face, right, by their spouse or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's fair. But at the same time, by not giving them the choice to cover their face, mm-hmm. what are you saying? You're you're actually doing the exact same thing. So yeah. it's very like it's touch uh, and go. It's, it's a really it's a really touchy subject for me. Yeah. Uh, as, as like I'm super, <laughs> super atheist. So uh, for me to be like to be on board with a niqab ban is is still wrong in my opinion. And and to be on board with with you know forcing them to wear it so it's like yeah. so confused it's, it's about that the choice yeah. it's about the choice like yeah. yeah um i get i get the whole okay maybe when you take your passport photo or whatever because of identification and travel and all the stuff that we push for with the tsa it makes sense to me to kind of say like oh you can't wear hats well if i can't wear a hat then she's wearing a veil it's the same thing like uh but it's still like there's a lot of issues there with religion. Yeah. And these are issues that over time are going to be gone. And it's already proving. And if you look at Icelandic countries, there's almost no religious To be fair, there's only one Icelandic country. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Scandinavian uh, country. There you go. They, they hit you there. They oh, hit you hard there. Oh, they hit you hard. See, that was the equivalent of my Facebook post. Yeah. That, doesn't, anyway. that doesn't reflect on the band. No, no. That, Steph that's told me to say that. <laughs> Steph's not here. Steph, that was Steph's ideology. The, you, you know what? You, I didn't want to be make, an ass. You, you, you make a really good point there because, like, first of all, the one thing I want to say about Stephen Blaney running for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Okay, has anybody ever heard this guy speak? No. Okay, he's probably the only conservative who can't speak proper English. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. He's gonna have a hard time. Very yeah. hard time. Um, Try to get the Alberta vote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he is a Frenchman in the flesh. He's going to quote oil. But, oil. <laughs> but, but, but it seems to be a bit of a. Um, I think what they're banking on when they're talking about this uh, this niqab ban and these these really. I'm going to call them far right ideas because that's who seems to be, you know, glomming onto these these ideas, these bands of religious headgear and that kind of shit. Um, I think they're banking on uh, the the country tuning out to uh, Trudeau. I think they're they're banking on the entire country just being disappointed by the liberals and um, and turning right back like hard right to the conservatives. Mm. Um, I mean, if Trudeau does well, then politically that none of this is going to be an issue. These guys will be destroyed, but they're banking on the conservatives uh, disappointing. So what, what they're, what that's kind of saying is that they, they've looked at what the conservatives are proposing or the liberals are proposing. Can I ask you a question? As a conservative, I'm not a conservative. Don't tell me this. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a member of the conservative Lowercase conservative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a small C conservative. Okay. Conservative. As a conservative. <laughs> well, that just voids my whole fucking question then. No, no, no tell me. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, where do, you, where do you stand when when it's coming to this asshole fucking getting a microphone and saying whatever the fuck he wants? 
Okay. Well, well, that kind of stuff, like when it comes to like this asshole getting a microphone, you're talking about like uh, this guy yeah, getting up waiting. and talking about niqab bands and talking about, uh, uh, you know, Kelly Leach, who's talking about uh, Canadian values. Canadian values. Okay. Mm. I, I think these people are doing things in a misguided way. First of all, this stuff really doesn't have place in public policy. I think what they're talking about is Western values as opposed to uh, oppressive Middle Eastern Saudi Arabia kind of like oppression of women and so on um i don't disagree with the fact that we should be supporting and and if anything propping up the the people in the muslim world that are um advocating for things like you know women's and gay rights and that kind of stuff right um i i kind of a little bit fear where the left side of the spectrum has gone with this they they where in some instances I feel like it's kind of placating, like where it comes to the not drawing Muhammad, because yeah, like it should no. be fucking clear to everybody that we should all be allowed to fucking draw whatever the fuck we want, yeah. yes. right? <clears throat> like it, even the- if if it offends somebody, like it, we should all be able to draw this, and there shouldn't be any kind of consequence or any mm-hmm. kind of shaming or any kind of anything like that. Well, if it offends well, somebody, I'm- it offends somebody, yeah. and that's and that's the way it should fucking go. Um, that's my personal view, but it shouldn't be part of government. No, 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 exactly. Of state and church. Exactly. Should, and it's never been that way. And, uh, more so in Canada it is, but not, not like every, everyone who's been in charge has been a Catholic. Well, just like on, on one point, there's like, there's a line, like at one point you got to draw a line, like in my personal opinion, like. You can't just fucking go around saying, like, uh, kill all N-bombs. Sorry, I'm not going to say it on the show. No, I understand. But, yeah, but like, you know, like... Yeah, I, no, I understand, no, but, I understand that, you don't want to say that. No, yeah. but, but what's happened What's happened now, and I heard a really good... Uh, I was talking to Jay about this before. Uh, there's a professor at the University of Toronto called Jordan Peterson who's uh, kind of having this fight out right now. And it's kind of... Uh, I don't know. I find it a little bit silly how, it, how it's brought up, but it, it was uh, referring to... Uh, trans people and their identified pronouns yeah and uh, from what i understand the limited kind of material that i've looked at for him is that uh his gripe is that there's a certain bill that he's speaking out against that um trans people uh feel will give them human rights and uh will allow them to identify by their uh chosen pronouns and so on that he's um he's saying that he he's refusing to to just kind of adhere to that and not be compelled into using other people's designed pronouns and what he's and and what's the gist of his argument is is there's a huge difference between telling people what they can't say which is a reasonable limitation on free speech like you can't yell fire in a crowded theater you can't call somebody you can't just incite a riot against um people to to kill them or anything like that and um, there's a huge difference between that and telling people what they have to say, right? Mm-hmm. So that I, I don't know. Like it's it's a huge clusterfuck right now, and I think there's a whole bunch of political agendas and things that uh, are really influencing this debate and and making it really difficult to get some kind of truth out of it. And it's a it's a tough situation to navigate. And you know what? Anybody who's kind of claiming any kind of certitude on any side of this right now, I think you should do it with some caution. Mm-hmm. That's all. 
all the debate on you know trans and this and that i mean like a lot of that is ending uh with the older people starting to die off that were kind of brought yeah. up in this whole you're a french catholic woman you're gonna find a french catholic man you're gonna have 10 kids you know like that yeah. that was oh, yeah. it and you're like i'm coming from that's from my family background mm-hmm. but and it, it was like that like and it's still like that in in some cultures uh the in like in the states i I read a lot about stuff like uh, the jewish culture they really families really focus on kind of mating and staying in in the jewish culture because of what they went through in you know the 1930s but it's not it's not what happened then i I thought we were going to bring this up (laughs) Uh, no no it's definitely not like uh but it's definitely uh i like I heard this, like uh, I don't even know. There's a video I watched a long time ago, but it was like ten countries that are like uh, not abolishing religion, but like they're kind of like steering away from the whole thing. And Canada's like one of the top ten. You know, it's it's not going to be around forever. Like uh, yeah. churches are closing. Or secularist, secularist yeah. for sure. Yeah, churches are closing, and it it kind of aligns with education and mm-hmm. knowledge and yeah, information no, that's out like, there. I mean, let's. Uh, let's okay. Anyway, I'm. Done. I, I I moved to Ottawa. I went to Ottawa for four years. Sorry, Nathan. Sorry, and, no, no. Uh, I had not. I, have, and, I, I had nothing and, to say. You're probably going to say the same thing I was going to say. When I left and and I came back, I saw like the division of like intellectualism uh. and you know culture. And you come back to Timmins, and there's that group of people that didn't leave or you know don't read up on anything, and they're and like. I'm going to tell a story. Two months ago, I was at uh, went to the bar with some friends, and then we went to get Shane Poots in. And there was four guys, and they were big guys, yelling at a uh, I don't know what his what his race was. He was a brown guy, and they were yelling at him and in like racist stuff. And I was like, Oof. and for me, I'm not a big guy. I can't really like. What am I going to do? Yeah. And and for me, I'm helpless. But this guy getting yelled at is yeah. is just he's a cab driver, and he's just trying to do his fucking job. Yeah. And you know what? He probably comes here. He's sending money home and trying to get his family here. This yeah. is what I've talked to these people, and that's what they want. They just want a better life for their family, and that's what our ancestors wanted when they came here from Europe. Like, us, we're all white, so I'm assuming that's where we're from. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Ish. everyone who comes to Canada is not coming here to blow the fucking place up. They want a better life. Like, that's right. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate that, and, like, being in northern Ontario, mining town, people kind of stay here, and there are people that don't see the culture and the other aspects of all these religions. Rednecks. <laughs> they're, they're like the rednecks of the North, the well, white necks. Well, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm really hoping that you guys are right about this fact that, you know, these, these kind of religious and, and ignorant um, points of view are, are starting to fade out and, and our access to information is really influencing our ability to kind of deal with these kinds of things. And people are getting exposed to bad ideas. So, um, I mean, this conversation took a real fucking turn <laughs> from, like, really fun stuff. You know, we were uh, supposed to decompress this week, right, Jay? Uh, and uh, that that didn't fucking happen. So, <laughs> anyways, I think uh, we, we've gotten quite a bit with you guys. Uh, we're coming up on the two-hour mark here. Oh, wow. So, wow. Uh, what I'd like to do is just talk to you guys a little bit and wrap up um, on uh, – on our podcast here, we're really happy to have you guys on. You guys are our first musical guests. So uh, if anybody uh, is listening to this, please stay tuned after the, the interview is done. We're going to have uh, an acoustic performance uh, by Nathan singing with his sexy fucking voice. 
Oh, not as sexy as Jay's voice. <laughs> Semi-sexy voice. When yeah. he talks about that fucking beer, let me tell you. And also, don't mean to be rude, but is there sure. any more beer in that fridge for me? Uh, are, are you kicking may, us out of may, your house? Maybe after we're done. Maybe. Oh, maybe after we're done. But uh, oh. at, at this point, I'd just like to ask you guys, where can we find you guys online, on uh, social media? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Facebook, All The Wasted Years, uh, allthewastedyears.com, and... Instagram, all the way to yours. Not well. you, the camera. Uh, Nathan's flipping off the camera as I, <laughs> as I sing this song. I just want to say one more thing. We're doing a, a Christmas show that we're putting on ourselves. Uh, it's more of a kind of a fundraiser for for the bands. Who else and is playing? Or Darcy. <laughs> let me go on. Uh, we got uh, we got uh, Paul Sabalge opening along with the Punctual Alcoholics and LaForge, uh, some old band. Like Who are those guys? <laughs> LaForge. Uh, so Corey McGee. Chumps. Corey McGee's band. Corey uh, McGee and company. Yeah. I think uh, Corey McGee and uh, the Rugrats or something is what they, <laughs> they want to be called. And, uh, uh, if you I, guys knew how little I contribute to this it's the, the Corey McGee and the one percenters. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that show is going on on what December De- December 23rd it's a Friday everyone's home no one has anything to do for the next like seven days so you might as well come get fucked up and get away from your families for, <laughs> for one day you know get away from your shit family <laughs> sounds like a lot we of got we got a video online if you I think if you go to our webpage you can get free tickets and a t-shirt so I think it's like $50 value if you just go and, and do what we tell you to do so <laughs> Nice, right on. Well, I'm really excited to be playing that and uh, excited for that show. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, Jay, do you want to sign us off from another two-hour podcast? Well, before I sign us off, I would say uh, please go uh, go like on Facebook if yes. you haven't already. Go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, go grab uh, someone's iPhone and uh, subscribe them to, uh, to us on SoundCloud or uh, iTunes or Google Play. So please go do that. Uh, any any little bit helps. All right, so I uh, will sign off with uh, a beautiful quote. Beer makes you feel the way you ought to feel without beer. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Thank you.
Drinks are going down unless production is up Been working 30 days, boss doesn't give a fuck Put your fingers to the bone, bone in the dust Wanna go back to sleep, it seems you never get enough And you crack, crack till you're breaking your back Breaks, breaks till you take all you can take Staring at the clock, praying for six Should've called in sick, oh yeah Praying for the weekend, got a couple friends And I told them that I'd meet them out at the bar and we're gonna party hard It's the money I make and save I'm fucked Wanna get a daily but you shit out of luck I'm at the bar Now we're going hard I'm at the bar Now we're going hard Oh yeah Just another average day Just another average day Just another average day Just another average day Another average day, just another average day.